Hi, everybody. Welcome to FNS Wrestling Podcast, episode 159. My son has had a revelation that he needs more funny t-shirts. Well, yeah, they got a magic meat shirt for Menard and Butcher, and it's awesome. It's literally a picture like a meat from like, oh, you'd have it there. It's just got like magic now, and it's awesome. And so, yeah, since you work in a grocery store, it would be should, perfect. Should wear that. And you notice it had the French and English because... Yeah, because they're Canadian. Canadian boys. Canadian boys. But anyways, welcome back to the podcast where we're going to eventually talk about a bunch of wrestling, and we're going to sneak in... A couple extra features this week, I guess. You watched a little bit of Great American Bash. I watched the only match I cared about and accidentally watched the opener. I watched all of it. Um, so we'll talk about that quickly after the news. And then we'll, somewhere near the end, we'll preview tomorrow, Sundays, when SummerSlam. Tomorrow, I think. Saturday this time. Yeah. Which... Yeah, because we're recording late on a Friday night again. So. Yeah. Anyways, we will well, make... Well, when we're airing, and be tonight, SummerSlam. We'll preview and make predictions what? on that as well. And then our usual stuff. So AEW in-depth, a little bit of NXT impact, maybe main roster stuff. I don't know. I have one. Well, So a little bit of main roster Just talk. Just waiting for to smack on does something cool. Probably not. And then whatever else comes up. So, I don't know, in our banter here, what did we do this week? We... Oh, we had a big family dinner on Sunday because that yeah, would have been cool. after. So we had like, I don't know, a dozen of the we the Korean side of the family, right, was pretty much all here, all yeah. the people we like. So that was cool. Uh -huh. I'm trying to think how many people that would be. There's 11 know. plus us, so 15 altogether. I, I did the math be, so we could order food. Okay. We did that those. Was, that would make sense. I was going to do the math, so that's... That's good that you did that. And then we met some of those same family the next day at Canada's Wonderland again. A lot of the banter is us going went to Canada's Wonderland again. Oh, we gotta go again with the other people. Because this time the we went, people. we went with two little kids, but we still found time to get away and do what we wanted to do. So it yeah. was fun. And those those are two really really good little kids. So it wasn't painful at all. They're good kids. Mm -hmm. Low maintenance. So that was our excitement. And then you've been working. You picked up a couple shifts. Seems like because you said one guy is done working there and they haven't replaced them no they have not i wouldn't say like you're working too much though no so that's good if you got the weekend off without booking it off so right that's fine. and sometimes if you yeah and you're looking to save some money or get some money so fan expo baby yeah, fan expo in a couple of weeks where you're gonna spend too much money probably on things hey i'm i'm that packing. are strange but I'm, that you like i'm packing okay i'm ready good i'm glad and it's i'm just starting yes i'm sure I'm saving. I'm gonna save so much. But probably we might actually. I was telling. I said it to you, but I don't think we mentioned it yet. That might be our first skip. Oh, of doing the podcast on time. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I, I might try and. How we're gonna, I guess you could. Yeah. Or I'll even just really put something to. out on the Saturday, right? Yeah. Yeah. So if we do something extra or whatever, I might. We should plan something. <laughs> NXT. Get back to. We still have to do that. That would be a good time actually to put that out okay. instead. Okay. That should be our goal because since we're lazy, we, particularly me. Yeah, particular. Thank you because I'm constantly suggesting. But, hey, we could. Okay, record. that's the goal. At no. the very least, we'll, we should get it like as our supplement. Exactly. For that, because okay. we can do it any time and put it out on that Saturday and then okay. just resume. Okay, that's that. That's the goal then. Okay, that 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 makes sense. To It'll me. be a special episode for everybody. But yeah. um, I don't know. Do you have anything else you want to discuss before? Because I feel like this is going to be a lengthy episode this week. I got my shirts. You did? Oh, you did. That's right. Today. Oh, I didn't see all of them. And how are they? Good. Um, your birthday shirts. This one's good. Yeah. Not far from your birthday. I got, I got the Cole MJF shirt. A uh, week and a day. Better than you, baby. You're rocking right now. Mm-hmm. And then once it's cooler, I'll start being a poor. 
<laughs> be with your hoodie that you're excited yeah, we to got wear. that i got an mjf hoodie the gray one and says i'm a poor yeah that's my favorite especially because people will have no idea no that's my favorite part and those are my favorite wrestling garments because then like if somebody acknowledges you you know it's not even like they're a casual fan because if somebody gets that reference right mm -hmm. they're a wrestling fan well yeah i was looking i was telling you uh, we were just talking about before we went on that i was i'm lo i was looking at a shop at ew and i just like the shirts that like would confuse people like there's the one shirt that they put up where they just slapped a picture in black and white of uno slapping hangman yeah and i think it'd be funny to just walk around with the shirt of a guy getting slapped yep or the magic meat one makes me laugh or like i don't know there's other ones that are funny but just like i like the ones that would make people out of like... context or completely so i remember one time i think you noticed i think i got a like a weird look for when the, i was had the adam cole baby yeah and it's just like but that's not even a weird one i would like to just like walk around in like a weird one you would uh, he, he, he's our scumbag is a pretty good one he is yeah that's a good yeah that that, that uh, that's a, i'm a poor vibes yeah um, similar yeah, that, that'd be cool there's the one with um a lanyard printed on you could get a qtv press pass no shirt. Uh, they made a shirt out of that they must have printed like 10 you want to hear for I'll, his I'll, family I'll his close family like, and friends yeah, it's like, well, Coglin did the one promo in for New Japan, but not being able to get his family's shirt, QT, I hear probably. Coglin had a big upset in G1. I think he beat Tanahashi. Oh, good for him. Yeah. Well, Tanahashi's old, so. And he probably should kind of cool, man. He is crazy strong, that's for sure. I'm hearing good things about him. Spots. I heard good things about him and Gabe Kidd. They had good promos. So I haven't seen any Gabe Kidd. I've sort of been in and out of G1, and I haven't seen any. I of haven't seen any of the new Bullet Club yet. I'm hearing like mixed things. Some people don't like it because I think from like a similar standpoint of mine is that like this the lineup's kind of like it's low on star power. It's just like it's it's not. I think that's necessarily the bad thing. It's just like I feel like there should be like the the leaders David Finley. No disrespect to him, but I feel like if you're gonna have some new guys like Coglin and Gabe Kidd and um who's the Clark Connors and Maloney, like I feel like you should have like if it's Jay White leading them, different. You know what I yep. mean? Like they don't. Nobody's super established. Like they're trying right. to establish I feel like, Finley, or he is. I guess right. But I feel I like for the faction work, and I think they're probably. I'm gonna assume they're probably doing a good job. And I'm not. I can't. Like again, we don't really watch New Japan. No. But just from my view on it, I would. You need someone established, like like Jay White, right, or um, AJ Styles or Omega, uh, Cody, etc. I think Devitt is different because that was the start of Bullet Clubs. So that I feel like that's a little different. I don't know how established Devitt was. I know he was junior, but you know he, what I mean. Yeah, he was. He was established, but he wasn't like, like not to the level no. of Omega. But so, no, he was a big deal though. But I feel like I Finley's like that. not established enough to be leading it yet. He's like, more established for sure, but I don't know if he's at that. You know he's I mean? not at that level. Yeah, it's just like I don't know. It's something about it feels weird to me, but um, I've heard good things about Coglin and. Gabe Kid. It's not the best the next things iteration of that group for sure. No, definitely not. I thought um it's lingering. Jay a long White time. was decent because, but he it was weird because he had some impact guys too. Yeah, he had Austin and Bay. That's right. Yeah. Who are now sort of? Are they even doing that? No gimmick I anymore. I don't think so. I can't remember. I think they're kind of distancing kind of from it. it. Yeah. yeah, and then White's still kicking around with Juice, who is in his, and then in their Bullet the Club Gold. So that's a different yeah. thing. But anyways, yeah. Anyways. I like Bullet Club Gold more because you got the established cool. guy and then you They're can establish really cool the guns. Right yeah. And that's how you do that now. Nice. That group is working for me. So Yeah. Uh, okay. I, I just hate that they're on collision only. Let's get talking about some actual wrestling, even though the banter turned into wrestling talk too. First thing we'll do, take a look at some of the week's wrestling news and rumors. 
All right, quickly taking a look at the ratings as we tend to do in this spot. NXT averaged 717,000 viewers, which is up a tiny bit, 2%, earned a 0.23 in the key demographic, which is the same as last week. Fourth straight week that the show has averaged a 2.0 or higher. 2.0, sorry, 0.20. 2.0 would be like amazing. Also, uh, the NXT I don't like. Correct. There's a reminder. Maybe that's how I slipped into that. <laughs> so that hasn't happened this fourth straight week of a 0.2 or higher since April and May of 2021. So again, good numbers for NXT since they seem to have adopted more of a main roster could be showing up sort of thing or are showing up to They're be honest. They're going a little heavy on it. It's They are. There's quite a few coming and going because we got Escobar this week, right? Not yeah. to spoil anything. I don't, but... like, I get the... He got a good reaction. Yeah, I get what they're doing. I just, I don't know. They got it. They should kind of chill on that. Yeah, it's a lot. But the more of them there are, the fewer of the ones you don't want to see that are super green, I think. I guess, yeah. Uh, is what's working. Uh, Collision, 739,000 viewers up 19.6% and a 0.27 in the key demo up 50%. So I like that because that's not a punk number, right? That was headlined by FTR and MJF. Uh, and Adam Cole, and that... He had a spray paint segment, though. It's true. It was the highest audience total since the premiere episode, so that's a good number for them. We still haven't watched that match, but we plan on it. I've heard it's really good. Yeah, that's the thing I meant to watch. There's so much wrestling now, man. It's crazy. It's killing me. It's a lot. Plus, Uh, I have to watch Omega Osprey once. I still haven't done that. You're falling behind. I have to watch that. I need my monthly watch, and I do it at least once. If I do it twice, that's okay. Yep. Uh, Wednesday's Dynamite, 894,000 viewers down 0.5%. So basically the same and a 0.31. So that's up 6.9. So peaked in overall audience and the key demographic for, guess what, segment MJF and Adam Cole. So it's drawing. Um, and I love it. And we'll get to the plans for that on Dynamite when we get to it, I guess, right? Uh, so I have a few news items, four or five, but you go ahead. What do you have? I love that tag team. Um, I guess the big news is uh, WWE is returning to India for another <laughs> superstar spectacle. I, I was wondering, when September he says big 8th. news, is he doing his normal gimmick where it's not big news? Or what, did he forget and it's um, actually big news? But you remembered. It's the um, first time in, I think, six years um, that they've been there. Cool. Uh, they did a, one of these shows in 2021, but that was Thunderdome. And yeah. There's a bunch of random indian people because they're like oh yeah we have them and we need to do that for india it's yeah. one of those things where it's like guru raj from nxt right, right. sure remember him kind of um, like Not really it's one of those like where they bust out people that you don't i feel like i think that's the first time we saw shanky right um indus sure popped up again which uh i'm sure they will again um you know it's one of those things um so that's neat i guess sure um I will not watch it because I don't care. That is a market that they want, I'm sure, right? That's Speaking a lot of, of which, people. Um, I, t- I had the network on after you left. And um, two things. One, uh, Naomi and Becky Lynch won a tag match. So there's your favorite women's champion. She was, this is from 2017 when she was champion as well. So nice. before she lost it to Natalia, as you do. As you and do. And then the other thing was uh, Jinder Mahal was WWE champion. And boy, is that really weird as someone who lived through that whole I thing. didn't hate it. I did hate it. You it did was, hate it. It was bad. And he, uh, he wasn't a great champion, but it, was it didn't horrible. bother me that much. It, uh, Yeah, that was weird. Anywho, they're doing that again. So that's neat. Yeah, that's great news. At least it's not Saudi Arabia. We talked about this. Oh, and you prepared for this one. 
WWE and Slim Jim. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Officially announced yeah. a, quote, multi-layered partnership. So Following the Slim Jim SummerSlam Battle Royal. Basically, both companies saying the new agreement marks the largest sponsorship deal in WWE history. So it begins tomorrow at SummerSlam <laughs> Battle Royal? as they're presenting the Battle Royal. So that's going to be, and this is where you got into it, one of several custom integrations at WWE PLEs. So... Slim Jim, you can expect some sort of role at Survivor Series, Royal Rumble, and WrestleMania. Uh -huh. So that's where I said, like, that. get ready for lots of ridiculous gimmick matches or other... Like, like a Mountain Dew pitch black match, for right. example. Or other cringeworthy stuff. So you go ahead. Okay, what so I got, I got five. Um, one, five what? Five matches. Okay, so he wanted to think of some... I, I looked up their Slim products. Jim gimmick matches. Okay. So the first one I have is, so you know how they did the WrestleMania Tag Team Showcase um, yes. match this year, the random one? So for WrestleMania 40, you do the Slim Jim Meat and Cheese Royale, because I thought like Meat and Cheese is like a tag team thing, because they have Meat and Cheese things. So uh -huh. it'd be like a tag team by Royal, and you just call it Slim Jim. Okay, and I like it. I would like to specify. Could, I could see that happening. You put Slim Jim before the, the thing, because it's like the Mountain Dew Pitch Black of match. Of course. It's, like, it's got to be a mouthful, right? It has to. Um, then I'll, okay, so I'll do, I'll save my favorite one for last. Smart. I, I think you'll like it. Um, so next we have a Slim Jim Bacon Jerky on a Pole match. Yeah. I got it. I figured Pole match had to make its way in somewhere. Yeah. That one works. Um, and we have a Slim Jim Monster Stick Mayhem, which is just a no DQ match, but it's got a stupid name like Weapons Wild. And they, that I, I like picture like a do. kendo stick made of Slim Jim. That I was also, th I one of the ideas I tossed around was a kendo stick match, but it's giant Slim Jims. But yeah. I figured you could just work that into this match. That makes sense. You have it's you just have a monster. It kendo should stick, happen, right? Yeah, and it's exactly. Like salami covered or whatever, you know, like meat stick or whatever. Yep. Uh, my second favorite one is the Slim Jim Steakhouse Jerky match. It's like an Infernal match, and you. But you try to cook them like steak, you know what I mean? So it's basically right. an Inferno match, so whoever but can it's steak-themed. Cook their know? steak medium well first. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <You> and <laughs> we get a little graphics on the screen with, like, meat thermometers. Oh, he's up to yeah, 135 exactly. degrees. Exactly. He's there close. You, you, you got it. Yeah. Um, my favorite one is the Slim Jim Squealing Hot Pork Rind match. It's like an eye-for-an-eye match, but you extract a piece of skin because I Googled what pork rinds are. Right. So gross, it's, eh? Yeah, it's like a sponsored version of an eye for an eye match. I that, like that you've had a sh sh such a sheltered life that you had to Google what a pork rind. Was. I know I've heard of it before, but I, I wanted to specifically <laughs> of like course. make sure because you're researching this bit. I, I knew it was something pig related, so I wanted to make sure I got it. So yeah, it's like an eye for an eye match, but like nice. <laughs> arguably worse. And it's also skin, get a piece of your opponent's skin. Yeah, I thought skinning win. them entirely was a little it's too a little far. far. So like any How big piece a piece? Of skin. Like the size of a quarter? Um what are we saying? I'd say like um I don't know, maybe like a side side plate size. The size know? of the average pork rind. Okay. You yeah. calculate the average. <laughs> yeah. You gotta like <laughs> somehow. Actually, you gotta no, you gotta like I would There's say a formula you, out there. We'll say like you could even do like best two or three falls version where it's like first to get X amount of oops. You are hitting your stuff first a lot to today. get X amount of pieces of skin okay great. to make pork rinds so yeah i'm glad uh, you if, had fun with that if, I, I really like the pork rind one um so yeah definitely would like to take any of those i will accept royalty checks I, all um, of them possibly but yeah i mean what so that's like three potential events with these so you could use like at least three of these i yep. think exactly yeah, that works yeah your turn um oh yeah um so uh the elite resigned with AEW for multi-year deals they did hooray that is um, good news. Not surprising. Personally, really. like for me, it was more. 
I figured they would resign, but just to have the security that they, you know, yes. that they for sure did. Because yep. I don't really like want them to go anywhere. So just to know, like for sh- for certain that they're not going is nice for me. And I told you I was reading some of the stuff about why they stayed and blah blah blah. And basically, I told you I boiled it down to three words, and it all makes sense: freedom, schedule, money. Right? That uh, m- more freedom, obviously, as executives with the company yeah. to sort of decide what and have an influence on what's going on. Yeah, that's why I thought it was weird for Cody to go. The but... schedule is much less hectic, and the money is at least comparable or more or whatever. Right? Cody's different though. Dad's got that legacy there, and he like and he, there is he's a bit a lot, of that. He lends himself better to that. And that actual that story of him going yeah. after the belt is. I get him real, a little more, but, but still, I thought it was weird. Yep. Um, but yeah, oh, that me. makes sense. Um, what do I have here? Sheamus. I thought this was interesting because you don't often hear WWE superstars complaining superstars about anything. So I Sheamus, saw this. Yeah. Sheamus says that WWE, and I don't disagree with them, wasted his momentum after Clash at the Castle. Um, because Gunther Sheamus was freaking amazing, right? At that event in Wales. And so even got a five-star rating from Meltzer and he feels that they just didn't capitalize this. He being Sheamus. I understand that, but to, I, to disagree a little, I don't know what they would have been able to do with him. Well, that's coming up because I don't think he, I don't think he ever had a shot at being Roman because no, no one, he has a as, suggestion. as hot as he was uh, last year, I don't think anyone gives a crap about him enough to want him to be Roman. And two, I don't think he would have been Gunther because I think Gunther's got to break the record. He, that, we're at then, that point now. At most, he could beat the Theory, I guess, but then he's just got another meaningless US title run, which he's done like twice already. So he calls the War Games thing they did after that crap, he called it a worse word for crap. Uh, and feels that the story of him chasing the only belt he hasn't had was the fresh story they should have gone with. He yeah, doesn't even uh, say getting it. He just says chasing it. I guess, yeah. Right? I think I they, they could have revisited that now instead of McIntyre, but I guess not. Yeah, I don't think he's completely wrong about the momentum. No, no, it's just, he, to me, it was just noteworthy because it's, it's rare that you hear people complain He's not wrong because it's probably the first time people have actually given a crap about yeah, him. Yeah, because that match ages. was awesome. I've not, like, I've kind of, Sheamus is Sheamus, right? But that match was sweet for sure. Yeah, I think they should have done something with him. I just don't really know what they could have done. No, and I feel like the story of him chasing the title is interesting, but you can only do it for so long without him winning the title. But he's saying, "Do that while I'm hot, right? If you're gonna do it, do it then." But then it would fizzle out anyway. Well, yeah, but you get yeah. another month or six weeks or whatever out of it. You I know? guess, yeah. But then he could be saying the same thing. I guess. Your t- your turn. Uh, last one I had was uh, Dark Order have also re-signed uh, contract extensions. So nice. Not yeah, quite as keep, important. Keeping them around. No, but that's good. I like them. Me too. I like them all. Um, so we found out that in mid-July, law enforcement, federal law enforcement agents executed a search warrant. Nearly a year after um, his initial retirement. Yeah, and a grand jury subpoena on um, Vince McMahon, right? Oh, uh. So came just after their quarterly filings. And specifics about what they're looking for are still unknown, but I hope they find whatever they're looking for personally. <laughs> um, and I think I was listening to, I think it was John and Way talk about something. And they said early on when there was talk about bringing Vince back that the reaction almost led them to believe that there was other stuff out there when they were saying, nope, don't bring Vince back yet to put him in charge. It's because they didn't think that everything 
that there is to know was known. So who knows? I, I could be wrong. Is that to imply that, that once they know everything, there's eventually a point where they could bring him back safely? Well, basically that it wasn't the right time to replace him as the head because if more stuff come out, it could be more damaging. They were just kind of like, let's wait longer until we know everything sort of thing. Wait, like, sorry, I'm confused. Uh, clearly. What? So... They wouldn't replace him? They right? didn't want to bring him back in early when he returned to the being WWE whatever chairman. Uh-huh. They were holding off on that or was talking about holding off because they were afraid more stuff was coming but out. But then they did it and now but that then might they happen. Did it. Correct. Okay. I think that makes more sense. Or that they held off some and not long enough. I don't know. Something like that. I think that you should just don't. Yeah. But anyways. Um, There's a crazy idea. Other. I have a couple other things. Right, I'm I'm tapped out. So one is just because I wanted your thoughts on it, that that Rousey and Baszler is now an MMA match at SummerSlam. Yeah, that thoughts? seems dumb. Really bad idea. Um, Pretend not, real fighting is... It's almost, almost never always worked. The terrible. only time I think it's worked is Fight Pit. Right? Because Fight Pit's cool. Well, and you're kind of going, everybody else's stuff on here is fake, so let's have a real match, which I never love that. Yeah, there's that, and also they just have a bad history with this. Like, anytime they've done box fake boxing matches is horrible. The one time they did real boxing matches was horrible. Uh, I don't, I don't know how good the Lions Den matches were. We're gonna fight um, for real while everybody else pretends to fight. I guess it's like MMA style, but like, what's? I guess that's just like, I guess that works in their logic, but like, I don't know. Just do a fight pit. I mean, if anyone can pull it off, I guess it's those two, right? But. Just do a fight pit, honestly. Yeah, Just, I don't know. Like, or I, I don't care. As long as Baser wins, I don't really care. And the only other thing I had for you is an injury update. I think everybody from AEW. So Brian Danielson back in October, possibly September for Grand Slam, but they're saying October to be safe. I thought you were saying back in October you got injured. I was like, so no, that's quite didn't. a while. Yeah. Um, That's not horrible, I guess. Hater, I think it's longer than initially thought. So they're saying February now. Yeah, which I'm sh- wondering if that can, and we can talk about when we get there, if that contributed to some of the shift in the women's division, like they were hoping she was back, maybe for All In or something. Realized she's not going to be, and then decided to take go oh, other okay. routes. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I um, see what you're saying. Yeah. And that Thunder Rosa is close to returning, but isn't going to be back in time for All In. Aww. Right. But Darn. apparently she's like training in ring or whatever, and is close. Oh well, that's. Oh, yeah. damn it. Well, now I'm not going. Um, if you thought I was going, now I'm not going. <laughs> so now let's quickly go through as quickly as I, I always say that, and then I do what I always do. But anyway, it's fine. We're going to quickly go through last, what was that, Saturdays. I watched NXT. I think it was Sunday. Sunday? I Whatever it was, it was, was great. Sunday. American Bash. Yeah, it was Sunday, because I remember, Um, I think the party thing interfered. I want to say. Could be true. I'm pretty sure. I'm, I Yes. Great American Bash 2023. Okay, so Great American Bash started. I don't know if you saw this. Uh, it's really the only thing I'll mention other than the matches mostly was because they always try and do some sort of unique start, right, to sort of summarize all the feuds and matches and mm-hmm. stuff. So this time it was Dusty Rhodes and then Cody Rhodes, right? So, remember the TV? I'm not going to lie. As soon as it switched to Cody, I was done with it. I <laughs> remember care. all the TV specials where they do like the weird summer party things. I like, like when they try it. Sometimes it's cheesy, but I like that yeah. they always try and do something to like yeah. 
because I think they're aware there are probably a decent number of people who just watch the PLEs and don't really watch weekly, so it's a fun way to catch them up on everything, I guess. Uh, well, the opening match for this was the Tag Team Championship match, right? You saw this one. It was Gallus defending against Tony D and Stax. So Tony D recently out of prison, right? Because his his freedom was because on a match. Because they won it in a, <laughs> a TV match. As happens in the American justice system, as I understand it. So in this one, Gallus is in control of Stax early on. And then you have Tony's gets taken out by Wolfgang clothesline on the floor. And Gallus just continue to isolate Stax for quite a while here. I had a note that the crowd is quiet, but then cheer when Joe Coffey hits a cheap shot, which is not what they're supposed to be doing, right? So That's bad. I don't know if it was because they were bored. We get a lengthy Mark Coffey headlock. And at this point, my notes say very slow, basic stuff as they control <clears throat> stacks. Of course, this is leading to the hot tag to uh, Tony D'Angelo, belly to bellies and a spine buster to Mark Coffey. We get a suplex diving headbutt by the mobsters for a near fall. <laughs> and Wolfgang throws Mark over the ropes onto That's Tony, apropos. hits a moonsault to stacks for a near fall. Uh, Joe, obviously, coffee that is, interferes at some point, leads to a pinfall attempt, but Tony breaks it up. And then Tony takes out both opponents on the floor. The ref gets distracted. We get a crowbar uh, to Joe Coffee. Um, oh, sorry. He gets hit with the crowbar to take him out, and they the family hit their finisher. I forget. Bada bing, bada boom, or whatever it is. It, uh, I don't know what it is. It's I just, just like a, what they call um, it. a double flapjack. They just like pick him up and drop That's him, basically. That's incredibly lame. So we get new champions as expected, right, in just over nine minutes. Um, You saw this match. I th I don't know I th about you. I, I didn't love it. I thought the first half was really slow and the second half was decent. So like overall it was okay. I thought like despite it being slow, it just felt like it felt like that was normal because like it's building up. But then the, just like the fasting, it just felt rushed to me and just felt like a nine minutes, a right? Two matches. It just felt really rushed and not like the tag epics we get in good NXT. Right. Like this is one of those things where it's not like it's not horribly bad, like it 2.0, wasn't. but this still proves to me that NXT is not what I want it to be, right? And not like a PLE hot opener, right? Right, like, and even a le like probably a shorter tag match, I would assume, like, when um, we got Undisputed Era versus Lorcan and Birch, like, that was still, like, that still had enough time to feel like yes. a worthwhile match. This just felt like too short to me and just it didn't have like it wasn't that layered it, it felt just was very on the surface and, better than a tv match yeah maybe. and a rushed payoff kind of thing yeah you know? I, I didn't love it it was fine yeah. uh then we got did you see any of this roxanne perez and blair davenport in I a, saw a bit of it um i just saw some of the spots really what was learn. the stipulation weapons, weapons wild, wild. so yeah. basically just one of the million things that means extreme rules or or whatever you want to call it so um Davenport sort of emerges in the crowd right in a hoodie and attacks Perez as she's interacting with ringside fans including her mom and sister who were there that we would cut back to a lot and her sister actually did a really good job of like looking upset and whatever mm -hmm. as things were going on so you get Perez doing the dive to the outside and getting hit with a trash can and then Davenport follows up with a chair shot and then is yelling at Booker and the crowd at one point uh davenport grabs a branding iron which i thought was funny you saw this part you were still there because you noticed she like she covered the end with her she hand did the triple h so thing. not only is the branding iron not hot at all which is kind of the point right like you heat it up and brand yeah. somebody but she covers it with her hand and hits perez in the stomach <laughs> and i'd like it to be hot <laughs> more chair shots uh roxanne's mom looks stressed here and my note says trash can hat for Perez, which is just the trash can over top of her and then a branding iron strikes repeatedly by Davenport. Actually looked pretty good and had the, the satisfying sound of hitting the can mm -hmm. with metal. I always like when the trash can's like 
they get slammed on or they kick her around like dance like i i love trash yeah, cans as a weapon I, I love those and i guess it's relatively safe because wwe still does it right so yeah the crowd again not cooperative chanting for roxy um which is her previous like indie name right and Davenport continues her Not attack. Not to do that. Can't do that. F Perez finally drop kicks a chair into Davenport, but Davenport finds a belt. I don't know if she took off her own belt. I didn't catch it. She's whipping Perez and choking her with it in front of her own family. And then Perez with a cowboy or a cowbell attack, uh, and then she gets the belt and sort of st straps it around um, Davenport's wrist, and then whips her into the barricade. Looked pretty good. And then uh, Perez gets a table from under the ring. Um, Perez gets slammed onto a trash can for a near fall back in the ring. Then she gets booted off the apron into the steps, running knee to Davenport's head against the steps. I think that's a repeat of a spot they've done, if I remember correctly. And then um, she gets placed on the table, and I called it because it was a falling crossbody off the top, right? Did yeah, you see it? I didn't like that. It just it felt like such a WWE spot, and like, I mean the table broke too. well, and they went through it, but it was just her falling forward it off the top rope. It just didn't feel extreme in the slightest, or wild, if they want to call it no. that. Um, but that was the big spot. Back in the rim, pop, pop rocks on some chairs. I thought that looked good. It had decent snap to it, and it was on the chairs. So it's over in just under 12 minutes uh, with Roxanne Perez picking up the win. And this was just like, it's fine, but it's hard when, and I try to evaluate NXT separately, but when you're watching um, Blood and Guts, or when you're watching even the match that was on, Dynamite, on Dynamite this week that we'll get yeah. to, like this is a fine PG weapons match, like WWE, right? Yeah. You're gonna use trash even, cans but even and for chairs. Them, I feel like I don't know. I feel like they're capable more though. They are, especially like the table spot was, especially team for even them. I feel like, and it feels like also. I thought it was strange that it felt like they heated up Davenport to have her lose her first significant match, right? Yeah, like, like I know they. I don't guess wanna... they gave her the TV win, like. And they don't want to pin a lot of losses on Perez because they have big plans for her, I think. But I would assume. And because I mean, are, that's my question at the end of this: Are there any other babyface possibilities to challenge Stratton outside of Perez and Hale? Right, I can't Ooh. think of any, and I watch the show every week because Hale's obviously gets her chance here. Yeah, and like there's a bunch of people out, like Wendy Toon, Lions, right. and Sol Ruka. I'm not saying any of those are great options, but just right. potential so options. So I don't know right? what baby faces there are at this point that are uh, singles and at any level. Who are you? Dana Brooke. I guess, right? Oh, God. Uh, please, no. But it's I'm, possible. I'm, I'm willing to bet there's a fair chance they do that. They need somebody. Especially because she's, and I do mean this like with air quotes, quote unquote established right very established yeah. well and now she's like a hardcore legend because she had that that match mm -hmm. um well she was already a legend so those first two matches i thought were okay like they weren't bad they were kind of fine and then at the low point of the show was next for me and that was baron corbin taking on gable steveson i didn't watch this crowd not oh it makes me laugh cooperating they, at they all and i liked it because they wanted no part of gable steveson Right? I respect that. I do too. And I don't know what it is, whether it is the. It, they know about that, but I feel like that hasn't. Some of his history, before. or they just don't like him, or whatever it is, but they're not having him. And, and you're putting him against Corbin, who's like a, a heel. They of cheered heels. Corbin. Correct. Like, how, when has that ever happened? So mu much of this is Steveson selling Corbin's kind of slow, basic offense. And I don't totally blame Corbin because he's probably got to go pretty slow with this guy who's not an experienced pro wrestler. 
so it's a long stretch of that. Um, and Stevenson's selling, I thought, was okay. And then, obviously, Stevenson gets his chance on offense. So he gets suplexes. He throws Corbin over the announce table. They brawl, and it leads to a double countout after six minutes, right? And then the brawl continues after the countout. And the big final spot is Corbin gets sent through the barricade as Stevenson sort of stands tall and his lame. music plays. The suplex through the barricade. I thought that looked kind of weird. Like, if this were... Stevenson's first match on an episode of NXT, I kind of get it, right? He sold a bunch, he got in a few moves, he doesn't take a loss. All that's fine, I guess, but it's on a, a PLE, and yeah. this is supposed to be meaningful, and it was and nothing. I think it's kind of weird just to do that with him, because I feel like they would want it to be like a second coming Kurt Angle thing, and right. I'm pretty sure they didn't do any of this with Kurt Angle. So I'm glad Corbin didn't lose because I didn't want. Not that I'm a huge Corbin fan, but I think but, if they're well, going to use a chance him well, for him to get right something, if right? they're going to use him properly, he can't lose to this guy. Yeah, right it's away. a chance for them to do something with him, right? So I, I don't know. I didn't love this. I don't know what it was doing on a PLE, and I don't really yeah, it care. If this means Stevenson's now leaving or staying, I'm not. I don't really care. <laughs> he just has a double count and leaves. Right, he's he's undefeated. He can put that on his resume. <laughs> exactly. Uh, then things started to pick up for me. Uh, Wesley, Mustafa Ali, Dominic Mysterio for the North American title, and you've got Dom, who is obviously outmatched by both these guys, and I think that is baked into this story. I don't think they're denying that fact. So he's running away early, not looking to engage with anyone. And then there's a, a fun spot where Lee and Ali, oh, this is tough, Lee and Ali, <laughs> are fighting over who gets to beat up Dom, basically, right? Because they both want at him. And then there's a, an interesting spot where they each try to take turns trying to chop Dom, but Dom moves and they end up, or sorry, they're trying to chop each other and then they move and hit Dom. So Dom's taking damage that's not even directed at him and can't get out of the way. Uh, so then Dom stays on the floor so the other two can uh, do some fast pace, evenly matched offense that looked pretty good. And then Dom takes over when he comes out of nowhere to sort of shove both men off of the, I don't know what they were going up. They were climbing up top. So he shoves them off of the corner into separate parts of the barricade. And then Dom's in control, but not for long. His attempt at a double suplex backfires and Ali and Lee have to break up each other's pin attempts on Dom. Then you get Ali with a simultaneous picture. It ready? Or unless you saw it, Boston Crab and Camel Clutch. And actually worked out better than I thought. It actually looked like both could be in pain, right? Whereas when Natty does the double sharpshooter, it looks looks ridiculous. Yeah. But this actually, I was like, uh, and then he gets it on. I'm like, okay, that that could make. I could see that making sense. Yes. Um. Then I don't know what why he had to do this, but at one point, both Dom and Wesley are sort of draped across the bottom rope onto the apron like over the apron yeah. and ollie goes for a 450 to both and misses so he just misses a 450 he, on the apron he it looked ate rough. the hardest part of the ring he did and then Rhea ripley's there obviously she chases wesley away from dom on the outside lee ends up jumping over her onto dom on the floor and then ripley drags wesley out of the ring and hits a really did you see this really good riptide through the yeah I, th- I thought it was all right i thought it looked nice like it it looked like she drove him through rather than she dropped him through and that's obviously yeah. my preference uh back in the ring for a nice near fall the crowd is now sort of they get they really reacted to that riptide maybe one of the biggest reactions of the night for that we get a belt shot lee kicks out commentary point out that the ref's distracted in a triple threat what what they go out of their way to be like oh there's a belt shot but the ref couldn't see it he was doesn't matter correct yeah cuz they always tout 
triple threats as automatically um, yeah so i just thought it was funny that because they kind of awkwardly had to explain how this wasn't seen by the ref but like does not matter yeah could literally do it in front of him (laughs) and then hit him with the belt it doesn't matter (laughs) you could do it beside him or any which way so i just can't believe i picked up on that that's like a detail you would get that is dumb proud of myself (laughs) um so Ali hits the 450 to Wesley, but Rip- Ripley pulls Ali off the pin, and then Dom immediately follows up with a frog splash and steals the win. And I thought this match was good, and the final few minutes were excellent. Um, to this point, it was the best match on the show. It does get eclipsed later, but um, and I I talked about this with you a bit. I'm okay with Dom sneaking out another win. Um, it looks like Wesley and Muhammad Ali can spin off, or Ali's. Uh, sorry, yeah, Ali. You did the reverse, but I remember I was talking about the Muhammad Ali figure on. Oh yeah, I did the reverse of that. That's right. Um, but it also looks like Wesley's getting involved with um Carmelo Hayes. We'll talk about that too. Yeah, that Uh, that could be cool. Dom maybe moving on to Dragon Lee. So I don't mind this title run for Dom because I was telling you it's like he's the anti-worker with the workers title. I think it's a solid way to also like because everyone's always been saying you should go to NXT and like get better yeah hopefully they can and do he that. goes and he dominates but hopefully he does get better dominates right? <laughs> well you know what i mean that's funny but like no, he that, keeps winning he it's he knows he's not a good wrestler that's part of the joke and that he finds ways to win and that's just yeah how it i'm is. hoping I'm okay they can it. secretly use it to make him a good wrestler because me too because the character stuff's working the like, character people hate i him. think works yeah and then it's just the in-ring ability he's like a step behind kind of yeah oh he's, he's not, not great he's not horrible but he's just kind of a step behind you know he's not great yeah. And that's, I think, works in this exact situation, right? Especially following Wesley, who it was like, I'll fight anyone, anytime, as many people as you want, as often as you want. And then the payoff is probably something where it catches up to him. Yes, I would think so. Uh, then we get the NXT Women's Championship match, which is Thea Hale taking on Tiffany Stratton here. And the crowd loves Thea Hale. And my question was, are there fewer plants for the PLE? Because she doesn't have a specific segment or anything. So I was wondering if this was more organic or less. I would assume Me too. So. And it's a bigger crowd, right? So yeah. probably a smaller percentage. Yeah, and I, I would assume so, yeah. Because it's also, it's, also, <laughs> it's also not in... Is your laptop wherever. hanging over the edge of the desk? Yeah. So why don't you not do that? Just because it's you keep hitting an it. angle. But um, so anyways, early submissions encounters by both. Because this is a submission match, right? For this one. You, get, you don't see a lot of those. It wasn't perfect. There was a missed dive spot. I'm pretty sure Stratton was supposed to hit the diving hail with something, but it just kind of nothing happened. You get Stratton focusing on Hale's back after running her into the ring post. Like we get a bow and arrow, a Canadian backbreaker, among other things. Then it's Hale having these little flurries. She gets an exploder while she's selling her back. I think she couldn't get it the first time, but did the second time. A lengthy body scissors by Stratton as she continues to target that lower back. Uh, Hale again rallies, dives to the floor a couple times, runs Stratton's shoulder into the post now on the outside. We did cross body by Hale, but Stratton rolls through it, powers up, and then Hale tries to counter with the Kimura, and Stratton counters with a suplex into the corner, which I thought was a really nice sequence of them countering stuff, and then the culminating in a good-looking suplex into the corner. They both go up top, and we get an avalanche exploder by Hale, and then right into a Kimura, and Stratton escapes, and I was... A bit confused because maybe I was looking down to take notes because I'm not a great typer, but she didn't have to break. There's no rope breaks in this, right? So I don't know I why thought, Hale let it go. I thought there is. There is not. They were saying there wasn't. 
So I don't know why she let go. I missed that detail. I feel like that would be in an ODQ submission. But that's weird. We get the prettiest moonsault ever to the back, a Boston crab, and then a pretty nasty looking single leg crab. And Andre Chase throws in the towel as Hudson is there as well, sort of selling, not really loving that decision. And this was about 12 minutes. So honestly, I thought WWE wasn't doing them any favors by making it a submission match because neither of them are, to me, for a really great submission, you kind of had to have technical yeah people right who know a lot of holds like saber so i was a bit worried but i thought this right i thought this ended up being pretty good stratton looked good targeting the lower back she had enough variety in her moves attacking the back and then hale was just flurries trying to get the kimura on right so that story makes sense to me um they have something mjf they have something with both of these two right and they can circle back to this feud if they want to in months or years i don't know but i enjoyed this and you're also furthering the story because Andre Chase, it did seem like he threw the towel in a bit early, right? In the in the grand scheme of wrestling, she hadn't taken that much punishment. Yeah. So I think it's this idea like he's... Protective? Yeah, babying her like he's the overprotective big brother sort of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kind of idea. So I, that's kind of cool. Then we go to the main event, which you did watch with me, right? Being... Yeah, that's the only one I actually wanted to see. Right. So Carmelo Hayes has kind of a cool, like, Dusty Rhodes-themed entrance bit, right? That he's I got made new a note tights. Of. Oh, yeah, that too. I dig it. Um, so we get it's we get holds and counters for a while to start this off, and then Hayes with a really hard chop that sort of activates Dragunov, right? We do get the springboard clothesline by Hayes that generally looks really, really good. I like the way he does it. He just does it different. He does. Dragunov escapes after that and kind of regroups on the floor. Then he comes it back with a sudden leaping kick, and that flips Hayes right over. Um, Dragunov catches... Yeah, that was a weird sell, I thought. It not, was. Like, I'm not saying it's bad. It's just it was a weird choice. Dragunov catches a springboard attempt of some kind into a German suplex, and then three more stiff German suplexes a little bit after that. Two vicious forearms from Dragunov. Mellow Cells being kind of like out of it and woozy, right? Which I thought he did a good job. Dragunov chops and in a discus chop for a near fall. Constantine special for two, which is what again? I wrote it down because the they thing said where it. He, like, he spins, the ropes, out of the ropes. He spins out of the ropes. Yeah, and yeah I, I like it. Yep. It's cool. Um, so for a while, it's Hayes getting in a move here and there, right? But Dragunov mostly staying in control for a lot of this. We get stiff short arm clotheslines by Dragunov and Hayes fights back with a series of kicks. Leaping head kick by Dragunov again. Uh, I have a rebound spinning takedown. I think it's that satellite like face buster thing he does. The tilt whirl face yeah, buster. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I like that. Uh, the way he landed off of that was interesting. And uh, honestly, the it's because how quickly he spins around. Oh yeah, it that looks yeah, yeah. cool, right? I, like, I didn't like it at first. I thought it was like usually the tilt whirl way he does it like that. Like Gargano would do that exact same thing yes. into the Gargano escape. I, like for a while, like I didn't love it because I thought like it's. It should transition in something, but I think now, like, yeah, he usually gets some good speed and like force he, on it. It looks but, cool. Like, it's I accept it. Yep, I like it. More stiff chops uh, and a mellow clothesline. Both men are down for yeah, a bit um, here. Dragonov was chopping him hard. Crowd's really into this, right? Many elbows to the side of Dragonov's head and a springboard DDT for a two count. Dragonov with a top rope <laughs> senton for two. Dragonov hits a coast to coast, but it's ca- or sorry, tries to. It's countered with a nice code breaker. They nailed that spot, right? Oh, that I love. I love the way um Dragonov just flies off after. Like that's yeah, something that was really cool. And, uh, yeah, that was that was one of the big spots. I thought that was really cool. Another nice pop. counter. The nothing but net is countered into a quick power bomb. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the counter they always have in 2K, so that's yeah. happened to me a million times. But... Dragunov nailed that falling forearm he does, or leaping oh, forearm really good, for yeah. a near fall, that, that right? Awesome. 
Um, we get a superplex nicely countered by Mello into a cutter for that a two so count. Cool Looked too. really that, good. That was really unique, I thought. So this is lots of really big counters here. We get a simultaneous boot. Both men are down. The crowd is going crazy at this point. And basically the finish comes when Trick ends up taking the Torpedo Moscow, right? Out on the floor for yeah. Carmelo. He's he giving shove him like a... Mello out of the way? Or he's I just... think that was the intent. He was like giving him the pep talk, right? And he had the bell and I think right. up kind of... The implication was he kind of hit the belt. I don't know if he really did, but that was kind of the idea. I think. Right. So then immediately, basically nothing but net from Carmelo, and he retains, picks up the win after 24 minutes. That's uh, go a ahead, your nice thoughts? Length. I really like this, I thought. Um, this was something that would belong on a takeover, I thought. Yes, I agree. I thought the story um, with Dragunov kind of being controlled a lot of the time, I thought yes. that, that worked really well because Dragunov like, is predominating with all and the, really, cho- with all the is... chops. And re- I think... Like, um, Mellow, the selling of the chops throughout the match because he got chopped all the times, and Dragonov also hits hard. We know that he does, even like I, I saw that was a thing on NXT as well. He kind of mentioned it, right? Mm-hmm. So, I like that. I thought that was a good story. And then once it picked up, once Mellow kind of got back into it, um, thought that was really good too. The Codebreaker spot was awesome, second half was pretty the great. Comeback, the Tilt World was awesome, the Powerbomb counter was awesome, the Cutter counter, uh, the form always looks good. Constantine special is cool. Um, this is the type of match that'll re- yeah. look really good when they put a highlight reel to recap. Yeah, that's it, what right? I, I saw highlights of it before. Lots of and cool it, counters. It looks really cool, yeah. And this is two baby faces technically, right? So yeah, that's I thought hard Dragunov to do. kind of working a little heelish worked here just for like. But he's always the super intense aggressive, right, anyway. Which is why so it's hard he to tell. Also, he brought back the contact lenses. He did, right? which I thought, and was, he wore them on TV again that, too. That was, oh, oh god, we're not. This better not be a permanent thing. Yeah, again. they're back. It looks um, like. <laughs> But um, yeah, I think his he his character is like that. It lends itself well to like the temporary heel kind of thing. So I don't yeah. think he needs to be because he's he's pretty popular, I think, right? So I think it works as like kind of a temporary heel thing. But I really like this. Um, it made my list. It'll get a nomination at least because um, I feel like usually AEW matches we enjoy far better, and I think more consistently and for sure, more consistently a lot better. And I think especially on TV. So I think, and obviously. I think it's a lock that AEW gets my match of the year spot, but I think this is a good one. I like to include WWE one so that mm-hmm. I'm not like a that because we usually split it by company first, but so that like for the general category, we have some. I get extra and, thrilled when I get to put an impact match in there. Yeah. Right. Like because like, my ba- women's ba- match Alexander. was Grace and Masha. That match was right. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. So yeah, I'm glad this is like a really good one because then I can include it in the categories and not have like such a one-sided. Yeah, affair. I thought this was. I really a, liked it. A great main event, a yeah. super entertaining second half, and there's just something about Dragonov, right? I, I, his matches are extra dramatic. He's a the story he can tell is awesome, and then Melo yeah. looked really resilient, picks up a super high quality win, and I just hope Dragonov sticks around because I really really enjoy. It. And honestly, when I first saw him in NXT UK, I was like, I don't know. Yeah, you know? I thought it his it, they definitely really reworked it. He is awesome. Um yeah, he his character wasn't like it wasn't really all that much when he started. I didn't really love him. I think the Walter match was the real turnaround and then from there it's just been going up. And I'm super happy with Melo's performance because that one main event with Braun I really didn't like. Yeah, that was the first so one. Right? And I, loved I don't it. remember the battleground one being particularly amazing. It wasn't, but it was better than that. So it's nice to ha- see Mello here because we love Mello have an awesome yeah. match like this. So this is like the kind of stuff he needs to do for his title run. Overall, I guess I can give it a rating. I watched it all. The final three matches were good. I I quite liked the women's championship, the men's championship, and the uh, North American championship. Right. So the only low spot really was the Corbin Stevenson match, and the other. 
two matches were fine but not great so i thought it was a b show i, I would recommend the main event for sure and then um the two other matches i liked are, are worth watching but definitely seek out carmelo hayes and Ilya dragunov if you haven't mm-hmm. agreed yeah all right i well, like the main event it was great uh, so let's move into talking about uh, this week's episode of AEW Dynamite. All right, I said goodnight to your brother. I made I'm going a coffee. to Toronto tomorrow. You are going to Toronto tomorrow. There, I did it. And I uh, checked on the cat. She is still curled up on the blanket on the couch. You didn't invite her? She had a busy day today, you know, worked hard. Darn. Ate, slept. Walked around, growled at birds, whatever yeah, she does. Yeah, oh, oh, uh, I think I think that was today. Yeah, earlier there was like a chipmunk that ran by, and then there was another chipmunk that was in the trampoline for a second. Oh yeah, I saw him she, in there. She was having a field day today. So I didn't tell you this at your brother's soccer game last night. I've never seen this before. So it was uh, about twenty minutes from here. It wasn't in town. He, so they have this giant nest. They've made, built a platform on one of the light standards because it's like an osprey or a falcon or some kind osprey. of giant bird. And you can see it in there and there's a baby. So we already saw it once flying with a fish to take back. And then a second time it oh, was the flying. Oh, mom, the mom mentioned that they it dropped, dropped a, a fish. dropped yeah. a dead fish onto the soccer field in the middle of the game. <laughs> yeah, so like the me. game stopped so they could, the goalie ran and just grabbed because he has the goalie gloves on, just picked up this dead fish and threw it into the woods. <laughs> It was an experience. But anyways, That's tell me tell me about AEW Dynamite yeah, this week. I, I forgot for a second we were talking about That's a good lead-in to that. That's that's your lead-in? That's it. A fish. It was funny. Yeah. I forgot. Um, yeah, so we are talking about Dynamite 200 this week. Woo! Oh, that's right. And what was your favorite part of Dynamite? They brought back there the it is. freaking tunnels. Do I know my they son or what? actually did it. I was so happy when I saw you were. the one guy post. But like, Do you think and, and the old uh, graphics of the paint spotter, which like... Uh, it looks sick. Do you think that was just for two hundred? I think so, but we can always dream. One can right? dream. Yeah. Um, I love it. It's so much better though. Like that's one of the things I feel like I'm always gonna be like that because I feel like in wrestling a lot of things are just you gotta get used to it. Yes. Right. Like Melo wears tights. I like that better now. I didn't before, and now you know well, it's like a lot of things you got with like so many names that we hate, and then you just right. get used to it. Right. A lot of names. Yeah. There's like. Um, other than Bush. Vicious Vixens. Vicious Vixens. Those are gone though. That's like that's good at least. But yeah, there's like so many things you gotta use. I think, I I'm always gonna like the tunnels better. It's just it it was so cool, and I like the heel face system. I like that it was different. Yep. And just just made me happy because it's it's Except, nice to see the whole the old stage again, and also the, the the nostalgia of it, which normally I'm not, but like this is good nostalgia because AW. My it's, note it's says nice. tunnels are back and Jack cheers. Just gotta love the tunnels. It's it's yep. perfect. It's it's such a b- better setup. It's yeah, I like it. The good old days. Uh, anywho, opener time. Uh, we got Jericho and Takeshita. <laughs> yep. And Takeshita excited came, for half. And Takeshita came out to Jericho's team. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of my comments. Later. Uh, and uh, Gar- they're taking on Garcia and Guevara of the Jazz. Right. Uh, and Sam has got like this pink. Uh, he's got like Bret Hart inspired gear, which I thought that looked kind of cool. Actually, I really yeah. like that. I would take a figure of that. It, it did look nice. good. And um, I like that Sammy's in here because uh, he was in the first Dynamite opener. So I like that. That is true. Him and Cody with no last name. Right. Didn't earn it yet. The, I we yeah we we saw the you saw the the sign for Trent. I did no, see a sign no for Cody Trent, question mark. Honestly, I think the Trent one is memorable. But I honestly forget. Like uh, I was looking back at the old AEW figures and like 
the one Cody Rhodes figure I have is technically a Cody figure. Because I forget that he... I, I, I've completely forgotten that he used to just not have a last name. That's right. He wasn't I, allowed to use Rhodes. I don't... I just don't... He was Cody remember. Runnels? No, he was just Cody. Cody. Just Cody. Cody. For a while. Um, maybe his real name was Cody Cutter. Maybe. That's where that comes from. We, we, we don't know. Could be. I'm just saying. Um, some notables from the match. Guevara hit that corkscrew drop he always does. Uh, and then there's a chop exchange between him and Jericho. Uh, Garcia and Jericho have a chop exchange. Then Je- there's a part where Jericho just chops him and then he dances and chop and then dance and then mm-hmm. chop and then dance. And, and the dance just, is over. He arm wrenches Jericho down and then he dances over him. So that was interesting. People love the dancing. Despite him being a heel, he's... Yes. You're getting that over. Uh, Takeshita hits his leaping clothesline. That just looks nuts. Uh, I think we watched it a couple times, right? Yeah, probably. Um, I remember we we rewound at least once. Um, so that is uh, he gets such speed on that, and then the early jump always. Yeah, you're like, oh, he trips me out. Like he started too early. He's not gonna get there. Because he always he runs he hits the ropes a couple times because he gets like insane speed. Cause I, like kind of like Fraser, you talk about that sometimes. Yeah, right? it's like that kind of speed, and then he jumps like basically. Right after hitting the ropes on the second time he bounced or whatever, like he's jumping basically right from the ropes in the middle of the ring and he hits it. Still gets Bang there. Hang on. It's like, I don't. It's such a mind trip sometimes, but I, I love it. That's why I love to catch He moves real fast I for like, a big man. I like that he still does that though, because I feel like that's something. I guess like he could still do it as a heel because it's not like an overly like babyface kind of thing. Just I thought like he might kind of drop it. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, he's but, still um, good. Doing it. It, it looks so good. And he, um, he hit Garcia with the forearm, which looked pretty nice. He did a one foot pin. Which is a Jericho reference, but he also mocked Garcia's dance. He which did. I thought that was kind of yeah, cool. me too. I uh, like Takeshita. Um, Guevara hit a tornado to the outside on Takeshita. Uh, there was a big frog splash from Guevara. Got some nice height on that uh, for two. Uh, he, Jericho broke the pin there. Uh, then Guevara and Jericho shove each other before Garcia attacks Jericho. Uh, there's a blue thunder bomb to Guevara from Takeshita. That always looks good. It does. Um, Codebreaker to Garcia for two from Jericho. Uh, Sammy had a shooting star to the outside to Takeshita. Um, it looked like he got hit in the face, but I think he was fine after. I thought, yeah, I thought he took a forearm right across the it looks face like he in the hit. moment. He looks, he looked fine after. Yeah, he did. So. He was, he was back in the ring quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, then Garcia, he had Jericho on the Dragon Tamer, but while the ref was distracted by Takeshita and Guevara on the outside, uh, Callis hits uh, Garcia with the baseball bat, Floyd, and Jericho looks annoyed, but reluctantly takes the win, and he does. him and Takeshita win. He chose the Callis family over Jass, I guess, Blasphemy. is the point, right? Uh, I thought it was a good tag team match. Uh, we talked about it. I didn't like the finish because it's just like... We've talked about it before. Jericho's character is so inconsistent, right? Like, you're surprised that Callis did this? I don't... Like, you know Don Callis. I'm gonna, like... I do think that's weird, too, but I'm willing to chalk it up to, like, he's a little distraught because it's his boys, and... He's like, he had kind of his boys who he bro- hasn't like, cared about in quite some time. Well, he does still, but I you guess. know what I mean. But like, I'm talking out to like it's his boys, so he's a little annoyed about that. And then probably also the rose tinted glasses with Callus, because clearly like all the yeah. bad news Allen nonsense and nonsense in the good old days kind of thing is kind of getting him. Obviously, that's why he's like kind of in the turmoil because he's. I feel like if it wasn't for that, like. Cows is kind of pulling the wool over you, yeah. something like I, that. It's just so, a bridge too far. It for is me. a little weird. I don't that think he it's... has a, that he has a problem with cheating all of a sudden. I know it's against his own team, but this is Jericho, I don't and know. that you're expecting something else from Callus, but not a shocking development, I didn't think. But I guess it was for Jericho. Um, and it, and it's all there just to further the willier won't won't he join Callus, right? And I guess 
I don't know. It just makes him look inconsistent. I did like the action in the match, and I thought everyone got a good reaction from the crowd. Uh, but as part of your fear, Jericho is already taking the focus away from Takeshita, right? Yep. None of this is about Takeshita yep. at this point. It's all about Jericho. You're coming out and to his theme. You're doing his stuff. All the attention is him. Yeah. I still don't think Jericho is going to choose to be in the family, and that's good. But I don't care. This it's is already bad. a problem. Yeah, I, this, this is what this is exactly why. Yes. I've been so heavily against this for weeks, and I don't know why I didn't focus on that sooner. But thank you. Now I can rant about it. Yes. Um. Yeah, that's not good. Taking the folks with from Takeshi when literally we've seen Callis say, "What well, I don't know if it was a promo or you read something, but we know for fact this is a Takeshi faction." Okay. This is Takeshita City, For baby. Fact. Okay, he is the pillar of this, that family. Yeah, you want to talk pillars by AW? Nah, nah. He's the pillar of Don Callis, baby. And he's that middle he, tent pole of all the old you, tents in yeah, like the and seventies and eighties. Exactly. If this is a circus tent, he's the big middle one holding it, it up, and you got to have a bunch of them around him. Jericho is not the tent pole. Okay, it's Takeshita, and don't you forget it. Um, but back to the point. Uh, I thought this was a fine opener. Uh, not amazing, but serviceable. Uh, not bad. Um, I liked I th- it. I thought the action was solid. Me too. Um, Takeshita and Sammy, the highlights, obviously, as I would figure. Um, I think it's cool Sammy was in, though, because he was in the first time in opener, and Cody, no last name, can't for obvious reasons, because mm-hmm. he's focusing on his big documentary. That's right. Um, the finish is fine. I guess it makes sense. Um, I felt like with, with, I felt like with what Jericho chose to do there, commentary were trying to sell this as, like, him making his choice but i don't think it is i agree i think they're um i feel like it's more like him just taking the win they're overstating it i think yeah Yeah, um because i don't think he's gonna um i I agree with you i don't think he's going i don't either and i don't know why i just don't feel like that's where they're going it just doesn't seem like like just because wrestling trains you when all of the things look like he's going to join including this finish then no he's not and i feel like he just would have joined already right you know you don't there's no need to drag it out if you're just gonna you well, know what I mean? It's a Jericho storyline, so it okay. gets dragged <laughs> out for months <laughs> and true. months. We'll be yeah. talking about this in 2024. Good chance. <laughs> the bidding war of 2024 has been a ruse. It's going to be Jazz versus Don Cows. This is the bidding war of 2024. It's for Jericho. But do you that's think that's is. maybe how we get to Jericho Osprey because Osprey was affiliated with Callis I lightly? I don't think so because he... Because well, apparently that's what we're getting. I think, A, that's stupid. Don't book that match. That's <laughs> I know, but dumb. we are, I think, getting uh, it. I don't think so. It has to, I swear to God, if it's not Osprey Omega, I'm not going to watch the show. Yeah, right. I'm, that's not true. <laughs> on time. <laughs> Boom. Well, we don't I'm not going to watch it on time anyways. Right. So I win. But I don't think so because I don't think the Osprey Alliance of Cows is like that at all because I don't think Osprey really wanted to be on with Callis. It was more like he was just taking it because I think that was more for Callis to be there just, just to screw Omega. Yeah. And I, because obviously we saw with the security, it wasn't about Osprey. No. So speaking, I need to watch that match again. Okay. Um, Keep going here. Anyways, up all uh, still time for Jericho to reject Callis. So let's get to it. Which right. that is not Jericho's catchphrase apparently. He's the, uh, whatever the opposite of let's get to it is, that is what he likes. Correct. Um, next we get Tony Khan speaking words to my face awkwardly um, gotta love it um he talks about the 200th episode of dynamite and he plugs all in again uh he thanks the fans that's me yeah thanked me he i got did. a personal thank you and on the TV. staff i'm famous and this uh, that's also me yeah i've been a staff member this whole time correct um then we get a dynamite highlight reel um anything to say 
<laughs> yeah, the, the highlight package was cool, but we had, I don't know if it's just here or whatever, but we had a... Oh, yeah, that was so funny. We had, like, <laughs> several seconds of just, audio. Just, like, the tail end of it was replaced with the Wendy's ad. Or yeah, whatever. a few seconds of a Wendy's <laughs> ad was so over hard. the final images of the <laughs> highlight package, so that was kind of funny. That was really funny. Yeah, but it was fine. It was a yeah, cool package. Um, sure. I, I liked it a lot. Um, Awkward Tony Khan always makes me laugh, but I just like how the real how real the dude is, yep. like... Um, just thinking of it now is like when uh, the whole Vince scandal is going on. First, he comes out and like he's talking about the fans, or you know, like yeah. it's just like Tony Khan. Like he's not perfect, but it just feels legitimate to me. Like he's just doing his best to like be on TV and speak, and it's just like it's Vince, him. Vince is like a carny built for this. And Tony and Khan doesn't Tony feel like Khan's a like a wrestling me. nerd that bought a company. Yeah, it. And that's, <laughs> right? I'm not trying to be biased. No, but he just doesn't feel mean. like. It's just how no, he I'm is. not trying to be biased, but yeah. like he's not. He doesn't feel like a carny to me. Just it feels authentic, right? Yeah. Um, but I really like the package. It was sweet. I'm not typically a big nostalgia guy. I think you would fall into that as well. Yes. Um, but the Dynamite 200 stuff does kind of get me because I think it was a great time to be a fan when they started and. I have a lot of happy memories with AEW and Dynamite. Like, yep, I think me too. It's not, I don't know, and it, it's still, it's not super old, so it's like nostalgia, but it's also like not. I feel like this, the issue with nostalgia is that it clouds your vision for something that's not good. But I feel like if you were to go back to start Dynamite again, I think it would still be good. It just makes me happy that back that at that time, right? So I don't think it's, I don't think it's like nostalgia where it's like you know, you know what I mean. Yep. Like bad no, nostalgia. Good. Um, even like the old graphics on the show flashing back to those days, and I, I like it. I think the paint graphics are so much cooler. Just it's more vibrant. It's just it's a better look. Uh, it's still great now, but I think I just missed the old look. It felt more unique to them. Um, but I really like seeing all the old moments, and uh, it, you know the uh the short bits of CM Punk, and those will be easy to. That's my thought out. is when he gets mad and leaves again, and they want to use this when, package. When for, he does, when he yeah, does. that's it, what I'm saying. If, when they yeah. want to use this package for anything else, they can edit. He Dynamite was in it for like yeah. four seconds. They exactly. just cut him out, no problem. Yeah, yeah. It it that makes sense. I mean, it's inevitable. Uh, it's so yeah. I thought this was great. I like seeing the Hangman Kenny win the tag titles. I hope they do another cruise ship show. I'm disappointed they haven't revisited that because I thought that was a really cool concept. And um, one more thing to note is I'm just sad they omitted the Hangman Dark Order entrance from that ten man tag, the elimination one. Right. Because um, that's one of my favorite moments. Uh, anyways, uh, good nostalgia. It I was. Like. Um, just the old Dynamite stuff makes me happy. I like just love AEW. That's yep. all I want to say. Um, next week at uh, Jericho interview, um, Jasmine next week. That's it. Menard said that. This gets multiple segments many weeks, and I just wanted to end. Feels like NXT a bit to me is my comment, right? When they do those <laughs> stories I don't love, and it's like three times every show. Oh, yeah. At least it's not like, like a... I hate I hated those, though. The Way the, or... Oh, yeah. The Way had some... Index or uh, all that in, stuff. Index in particular, yeah. Um, this is fine. It's short. Um, something next week, then. I'm so excited. Yeah. You want to complain about them in segments next week? Well, we're going to have, like, this is like, it's like take out Cole MJF and replace it with something I don't like. Yeah. And it's plain and simple. Speaking of something I don't like, boom, segue. Uh, Jack Perry and Jerilyn's quote unquote face to face. Didn't they not basically imply it was going to be a match? I, and that, then I, was, I thought it was implied like it would be like. Probably like some like a a fight, you know, where it's I don't like think it's like he can wrestle. So obviously they're bringing no, somebody that's, else. No, that's in. what I was thinking. Like I I was almost positive that Jerry landed something wrong with him. Yeah, very much wrestle. so. Yeah, so he's got like a Daniel Bryan kind of thing. Yeah, except worse, obviously. Bryan Danielson, whatever. Um, Daniel Bryanson, if you wanna. Yeah, you're welcome. Do my way. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Jack calls out Jerry Lynn, then he walks out with theme music this time. Really had to put an effort to give him a theme, I guess. 
Um, Jerry Lynn said the making example of Jack would be child abuse. I thought that was kind of funny. Um, Jerry said, so, so he's going to let his friend do child abuse is basically what mm-hmm. he's saying, I guess. Uh, he said with all the plates and screws in his neck, there's not a doctor alive that would allow him to be in the ring. Uh, Lindsay decided to call a friend of his who wrestled in ECW and still wrestles today, unfortunately. Um, and that and led I to... I half jokingly said RVD. Oh, I... Like, I was kind of being funny. I, I, I was giving you a look because I already knew. <laughs> I did not. But, uh, I called that, it. I thought that was half funny. Half jokingly. Said, yeah, and then RVD came out um, to his old uh, ECW theme as well, so that was interesting. Yep. Uh, he in- intimidated Jack, so he left, which you gotta love for your world champion. Yep. And, uh, then uh, when um, he was talking with Lynn in the ring, Jack tried to attack him with a chair, but then RVD avoided it, near hit him with like his trademark jumping kick, uh, and Jack dodged it and ran off. Yeah, um, kind of felt largely like a waste of time, and you talked about nostalgia, and I always joke that I'm kind of devoid of nostalgia, and this is evidence because late... Well, I know you love RVD. Rob Van Dam was my legit favorite wrestler. <laughs> if you say negative ECW. things about this, I know you're. And he, like to the point where he, my pin number on my bank thing was RVD one. I loved him so much. But like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, he, and he's still in good shape. But what we looked it up, he's like fifty two, right? So I'd say good shape. He's in decent shape for a fifty two year old. If I look that good at fifty two, I'll be that pretty thrilled. But um, I just don't have desire to see him wrestle. And there's a lot of other people backstage that I don't get to see. And I don't think Jungle Boy RVD at All In is a money match. And that's I, what we're getting. I think it's next week. I, I don't know. Okay. okay, so it is I'm a next bit nervous. week. But I feel like they're going to... I could see them... Get it to all, all In. Which, that's such a WWE thing. So I don't want to expect that of them. But I can't help but be skeptical. I right. would love for it to be done next right. week. And just have it over. I would love nothing more than that. But I can't help but be like, you know. So I wasn't thrilled with this. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, um, I'm glad you said that because I thought this was kind of lame. No physicality, which isn't a huge surprise. But then it's just annoying that they were trying to tease me with that, which, yeah, yeah, that's wrestling. But still. And just, I get it's the whole FTW, Taz, ECW era I get the stuff, connection, but, but I don't. I think it's still it's kind of a stretch. And it's like, yeah, I guarantee Taz and RVD were never friends in ECW. So, like, come know. on. Um, Jack and Jerry uh didn't really say much of anything, and it was mostly just the RVD reveal, which is not something I really care about. It's not the worst reveal in human history, but uh, it's just another old guy crowding AEW that we don't need, and kind of made fresh heel Jack Perry look dumb here. Yeah, which is not what you want to do because I don't think he's obviously not perfect as a heel. He's still finding his footing, but that's the point. You can't right. like, you can't have a fresh heel be made to look dumb like this by two old guys. I did like my favorite part of this was when he. Had already he, he, snuck away and tried to sneak back in with a cheap shot. I did like. That. I, liked I also that liked part. him holding up a child yeah. in front of him in the crowd. That, that was, was cool. good too. Yeah, you're yeah. right. But um, I just don't think it, it doesn't help him, and I don't think RVD needs to be here, and it, he doesn't wrestle Dacker anymore. It's just it, I think mo- he's mostly just his greatest hits kind of thing. And I guess it'll be Jungle Boy like doing awful things to RVD just to generate more heel heat, and maybe that works. I guess, but again, I feel like there's other ways to do that. I don't, I don't know. really care, nonetheless. No, like agree. Um, I'm just saying, hopefully at least RVD does, RVD doesn't sign full time, and hopefully Jack has the win, so he doesn't look like a a a, a complete chump. There right. we go. Um, because we're getting there. Yep. It's... Um. Yeah, it's not a good. far cry from the pillar stuff, right? That he was doing a yeah. six weeks ago or whatever. Even Sonata. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I mean, 
It's, I guess it's just starting them off slow. I guess, I guess training hook, wheels are on and a heel I guess run. It, so hook, hook, was, hook was his third world title. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. Ah, uh, that's funny. I'm funny. Uh, next we get Ishida Storm promo package. Um, Ishida talks about winning the women's title at Double or Nothing 2020. I thought it was Revolution. My mistake. She did challenge for it at Revolution though, so I was half right. Um, which was the first pay per view without fans, and she wanted to share her moment with the fans, but she couldn't, and she and she will be the champion again. And uh, Storm says she respects Sheeta for putting in the work during the pandemic, and she was the best of that era. But now they have the outcast, and she's the greatest AW Women's Champion, and she'll walk mm-hmm. out and still. I love Tony Storm so uh, much. So I'll give you what my notes were in the moment, right? Not knowing the results of the match yeah. later. So I I think Sheeta's awesome. I missed her yeah, when like she's Sheeta. not around. Um. And I really hope she wins the title and we just forget about the outcasts altogether and Sheeta can go in some other direction completely. Dream. But I highly doubt that happens. At this point, I'm assuming Tony Storm retains and we keep this nonsense well, yeah, going. Yeah, because didn't so. she beat Sheeta on... It was like the holiday bash at the end of last year and it was a great match. But like, And it just feels like... It's a random one too. Yeah, that Sheeta hasn't really That's what really I don't like about this. Been built. I'll talk about it again later, but I just don't like how like it wasn't built up at all. Not at all. Especially for two talented women where you could do a build on And this. their build is Sheeta's back around and she's a perennial like top tier. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah. she's always, a lot in, the, she's always in the title orbit, right? But yes, I like um, Sheeta a lot. I thought this was solid though. I thought Me both too. of them sounded good. Um, I there was a nice history lesson from Sheeta. I like what she said because, um, it's a like a probably a common sentiment of that time was about wanting the title win with the fans, but she couldn't get it. And now it can be corrected. I like yeah. I like that. That's a Drew McIntyre story That's of his what life. I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. He isn't. I don't think he's won any titles since no, then. Since then, he isn't really the champion of empty void. That yeah. guy. Yeah. But I I like what Sheeta was saying. It, it's like something you can empathize with, and I thought it was cool. So yep. I, I liked it. Me too. Um, next we get uh, Trent Beretta or Trent uh, versus uh, Penta El Zero Miedo versus Jonathan Moxley in an anything <laughs> just goes match. Some bit of madness this match was, my yeah, goodness. Just a nice little bit of madness. Um, I like that, and I think they did this with a few other people too. They did it with the Elite for sure, but um, <clears throat> uh, for each of their entrances, we got like picture in picture packages. Uh, showing their dynamite history, which I thought was really cool. Right. I like that. Yep. Um, obviously, for Trent, it was like the parking lot brawl. I don't remember what they showed for the And it was just guys, a nice, but... something little different to honor the 200 episodes, yeah, right? I really like Just a little like smart that. way to do that, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, Penta cracked Mox with a trash can, and then he cracked Trent with a trash can lid. That was nice. Gotta have the trash cans in there. You do. That. Uh, and then a... that's where NXT matches stop. Trash cans, that's it. And this one does not stop there. I'll say that much. <laughs> no, it does not. Uh, there's a trash can lid shotgun knee strike to Penta from Trent. I that, that looked really cool. good, yeah. I like that. Also, the sound is nice, too. Yep. Uh, Mox rakes Trent's face with the barbed wire bat, as you do. Mm-hmm. And then Trent th- bloody. because Trent no have hair, Trent head bloody. Very bloody. face, yes. head be blood, too. Yep. Um, there's a pile driver on the barbed wire bat from Mox to Trent, as you do as well. Um, Trent hit Mox with a superplex to the outside through two tables. That looked, was pretty nice. Uh, I think they... Couldn't super, hit it any better than that. Yeah, I don't super think, clean right? break. I love that. Looked great. Avalanche destroyer in the ring uh, to Trent through a table from Penta. Also as you looked do. great. Then Mox spear Penta through another table in the corner. Just table spot spam. Yes. Not complaining. Just saying. Um, Mox powders Penta on thumbtacks for two, as you do. Then when he d- obviously that didn't get the job done. Then he Xplexes him on the tax. Then he hits a cutter to Trent on the tax. Then Trent ha- Trent hits, hits Mox with the crunchy. 
on the tax, mm-hmm. and then Penta breaks the pin with a trash can. Uh, I think it's a trash can. Yeah, it was either that or the lid. Pretty sure it was the can. Um, then there's a strike exchange, and the finish came when Mox hit Penta with a paradigm shift. Then Trent hit, hit Mox with the shotgun knee, and he pins Penta for the win. Trent gets a win. Super surprised. There were two <laughs> outcomes on the show. I was very surprised yeah. by. This was the first one. It was. Um, then Mox uh, attacked Trent, and then Claudia and Yuta came to join him, but Cassie and Chuck meet them in the crowd. Brawl breaks out. Trent dives into the pile, dives onto the pile of ringside. We get an orange punch to Mox, and then after Chuck grabs a mic, says this didn't accomplish anything. So uh, parking lot fight for Black Bull and best friends on Rampage. Yeah. Which <laughs> we have to watch. I Mox really watch sold it. that Superman punch. Eh? He was like staggering yeah. around with it. Um. Really fun weapons match in the middle of a TV episode of wrestling, right? Uh, and I'm not always a huge weapons match guy, but I yeah. thought this was really fun. The it team. was a nice uh, violent sprint. And like I just looked it up because I was curious. 14 minutes felt about perfect, right? We got a couple really good table spots, lots of tacks going on, but still some wrestling and stuff too. And for me, a really surprising result, which I like. I just assumed Moxley's winning this, right? Like you look at these three how they've been presented generally, like I would be like, there's no way Trent's winning. So I like that he won. I I thoroughly enjoyed this. And I think it's one, it's actually worth seeking out for people who haven't seen it. I thought it was that entertaining. And I'm happy that AEW kind of threw Trent and Best Friends a bone here because they do a lot of really good in-ring work and almost never win, right? So it's, yeah. it's nice they found a way and it's leading to it's a bigger match that should that, be awesome too. And it's weird that Black Bloom won either of these. Because there was this and there was the tag one last week. Yeah. It's weird because Lucha Bros winning is less weird, but Trent winning is weird. Wishful thinking that this match brings us the return of Santana and Ortiz in tag team form because it's their match. Yeah. I, mean, I just I want know. it to happen because I miss those two together as a team. They're awesome. I guess I don't know if they're still having like them problems or not. But, I would hope not at this point. But that's just um, me hope, fantasy I, booking that they somehow get involved in this. Yeah, I'm, I miss. Oh, God, they were so good. They're awesome. They could totally take the tag titles from FTR too. I mean, I made a pitch later on for and Aussie Open. And they both gotten in but... amazing shape and everything seemed to be like, and, and they're got so injured. good. It's been over a year now. Yeah. Uh, I thought he was returning soon, but. But anyway, sorry. I, I like yeah, this match. I thought it was nice. cool. It was pretty sweet for a TV match. I thought it was a car crash kind of match and like a, a sprint. And I thought it was good for that. Uh, short one, but they definitely made most of the time. Uh, a lot of table spots, but that's okay. Those are cool. Of course, we had to add some thumbtacks again. That was pretty brutal. Also cool. Post-match was short and sweet. It didn't drag on. Um, and it set up something finally tuning worth tuning in for on Rampage. Yeah, we uh, we'll check that out, I think, right? Parking lot fight 2. Electric Boogaloo sounds awesome. It does. As well as Anna J versus Sky Blue. Less. Slightly Yay. less. Slightly less. Yeah. I saw there was a Kingdom package. Yes. So I think it's Adam Cole related. Cause the... They used to be it together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because, the... remember, they said something to Roddy. They did. Uh, next again, our Which I think interview. they should appoint. Anyways, we'll get to it. But they, like, because that's a pretty deep cut. Not a lot of people are going to know that Cole was in Kingdom. Like, I could forget that, and I was very I aware that. of it, I right? don't know why I know that. Right. But anyway, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, the, so there was a quick RVD interview. Um, he said he heard Jack running his mouth and says next week he wants to challenge him for the FTW title. Better ask Tony Khan. Uh, he says once he wins the title, he's thinking he'll retire it, because he does that so many times. Uh, then he does his taunt, and that was it. I actually thought he sounded pretty comfortable here, and he... I'm going to straighten something out here he takes a lot of heat for terrible promos in wwe and 
I don't disagree with that. He wasn't that bad in ECW where he could be more risque and everything could be like weed references and stuff. He was actually kind of cool. And then he got to WWE where it's PG and yeah. he was just like out of his element, right? So it's not that he's terrible on the mic. He's terrible in WWE. So I actually thought this was fine. Yeah, he him. sounded fine. I just don't like it. Or I agree. It. I'm not really interested, but I thought he sounded okay. Yeah. Because sometimes he doesn't. And the title retirement reference was funny because um, he... Right. He retired belts in 2002. Which, again, is kind of a deep cut for a lot of people that yeah. won't. You know what I mean? Also begs the question why he's here, because this is over two decades later. Correct. Just just saying. Uh, don't really care to see him wrestle at all, but it's happening, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Um, I hope it's not at all in. I think it will be. Um, If you think I'd want to pay for that, then you're joking. That's what I'll be paying for. I don't know how I feel about paying for two pay-per-views, like, week after each one. Mm-hmm. Sorry, a week apart. Maybe we but. stream all in then because we'll miss it anyways. Yeah, maybe. We could. I don't know, if, if That's we, a good idea, actually. If we don't want to buy both. I, I mean, we'll buy both like I'll, law-abiding like citizens. We always, pay for like, we always we do. Like w- how we watch the Great American Bash on the network like we're supposed to. Listen, I'll admit, I nefarious means WWE stuff despite the fact that I pay for their service. <laughs> Because in Canada, <laughs> I brought it up. It is ridiculous to try and use it. Go listen to any other Canadian wrestling podcast. They're all complaining about the same thing, that they have messed up the network in this country. And it is now easier for me to go and watch it through other means than to use the app I they're, pay They're for. definitely not fixing it. So it's a problem. Anyway, sorry. I, I could talk about that <laughs> all the time. I brought it up. Um, next lit the fuse. <laughs> yeah, lit the fuse. I think that's the beginning of the dynamite theme. Nice. Um, next we hear from MJF, um, and he's getting cheered, which is always a weird. He thing. is. Um, he said it sounds like we have some devil worshippers in the house. Uh, then he started talking about how he has uh, ADD. Uh, <laughs> fans chanted ADD. That just <laughs> yeah, that's a little weird. Um, and he said he also struggled with rejection while saying he had a disorder. Yeah, for was that. it ours rejection something something? Yeah, it's must, some other disorder. Must have sucked with his fiance then. Right. Boom, got him. Basically, um, that he takes rejection very very hard. Hmm. Right. I didn't know that was a thing. to a to a clinical degree. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, he said that life would be more difficult for him with, uh, or would it says would be more difficult without RSD. I feel like it'd be more difficult with it. Whatever. Uh, MJF talked about all the things that have happened to him, like uh, when he was bullied, uh, cheated on, and other things. He would call kids throwing quarters at him and telling him, uh, Jew boy, in air quotes, to pick him up. He said that it made him think that everybody was an evil scumbag, so led to him thinking he had to stab everybody in the back before they stabbed him in the back. He said he realized that is no way to live. He said that he ended up being a scumbag himself. He said getting people to boo him is easy, and being a scumbag is easy. He said uh, it was hard to open himself up to be emotional. And he spoke about how he's not scared anymore. He said he's not scared anymore because of each and every one of the fans. Oh. <laughs> and he told the fans they taught him they do care about him and that they have sympathy for the devil. <laughs> Got it. Nice. Uh, MJF admitted he's still a scumbag, but God damn it, he's ready to be your scumbag. Uh, oh. And then they got that chant going, yep. which is nice. And they also have the shirt on the website. If you want to buy the shirt on the website. You can buy it on the website. The website has Not the our shirt. website. Not our website. It would be. That would be a step too far if we had a website. 
I've that's actually, where we should have because then you could like write content and put it up too because I think you'd like, I'd like to write to have stuff. A website. I just I think you would have to, we just have to buy a domain and yeah, that's it. and we post our stuff there. I could probably I just need to wait for one of my YouTube people to do a sponsor again or see if any of the deals because um uh, the one guy watching YouTube all the time he because you know they usually like the commentary channels they always. They usually have a sponsor, right? It's yes. Like, a lot of times it's like HelloFresh or something. Or Not whatever. us. Free everything all no, the time. No, no ads, no sponsors. Common gave it to no me. No Patreon, no nothing. It's but, all free. <laughs> I, oh, imagine starting a Patreon at no. this stage. No. Um, <laughs> but anyways, uh, they, he used to, like, one of the regular ones was Squarespace, which is one of the yes. website ones. So. Where you design your own. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I would like to do that. That would be interesting. It would be. We should look into it. All right. Okay. All right. Make a note. Anyways, uh, get through AEW, right man. Um. MJF uh, introduced Adam Cole. Uh, he said he uh, that he he said Adam uh, taught him that even Maxwell Jacob Freeman, the devil, deserves a friend. And he did a bit big introduction for Adam Cole. Then he uh, came out and he said uh, MJF continues to impress him every day. He said that it's not just because MJF is one of the best wrestlers in the world at a young age, but it's because of the man that MJF is becoming. He said he wanted MJF to know that he was not alone. He said for years he was a jerk as well. He said he did it because he was afraid and he didn't understand what it meant to be a man. He said Max is becoming the man that he is meant to be. Uh, he said that Max, um, he, he told Max that the fans believe there's a good guy in there. So Adam said he's proud of MJF and the fans are proud of him too. Uh, MJF said he made a cold promise that no matter what happened in the match with FDR, he'd give him a shot at the title. He said he came to the conclusion that Cole doesn't deserve a match. And he what? Said, and then he grabbed the contract a match. and said he doesn't deserve any match. He said he wanted to give him the match in the main event of All In at Wembley Stadium and the biggest show in wrestling history or whatever they're calling it. Um, said it was main event. We'll see. Yeah. And MJF handed Cole the contract told him to sign it. He didn't read it and he signed it. And they hugged. Oh, interesting. That could be a thing. And then they hugged. They hugged. And then we saw a thing where he stabbed Adam Cole did a stabbing motion similar to he did with Roddy Strong, apparently. So the conspiracy theories are out there already. The conspiracy runs deep. But uh, yeah, I mean, this was more good stuff from these two. It was long, right? But it was entertaining the entire time because it's so good. It kind of feels like they both really do like each other, but you assume each is going to screw the other one over. And if you're still just waiting for the other shoe to drop... But they seem to be getting more and more fond of each other so the longer it goes. Good, because it's so layered, right? and it's just like it's kind of messing with you. Like, yeah. Uh, so, do you think that this was the plan the whole time, or has it been extended because of the chemistry? I, I don't think. I think this says <laughs> okay. I don't work on it. Get get there. Sorry, what get did there. I say? I don't think. I don't think. I think that they thought. That Cole. So you don't think that you think that they thought. Right. Okay. Follow that. Okay, I think. That they thought that Cole MJF was going to be the main event at All In. I think they're adjusting to how well this is going. I would be inclined to think so. And that's nothing against Adam Cole, but I don't think they think without this be going so well, he's the guy. This being the plan and. I could see that being possible, but I could also see them adapting to it, which because they're be- much better at adapting than certain other promotions, one in particular, maybe. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I could see them just adapting to it, and I think that makes because this is over, and I, obviously the ratings. Yeah, it's super interesting it. to watch. It's like, an it, actual draw too. And MJF worked really hard to establish himself here as a babyface with all the stories of bullying and all the. I like that because I thought this yeah. was like a mo- a lot, or sorry, it's a much more plausible story than some of these told before. Because remember, like, yes, there's the one with the it's car. It's more of his and... origin story, right? Basically, he's like, yes, I've done awful things, but it's because I was traumatized I as feel, a young I person. I like. I think it's interesting because you could also have it like with the origin story because there's so many stories you he's already them, gone through a bunch some, which you some of them have to are forget. bound to be fake right right and i feel like it could be a thing like i watch um this one girl on youtube does like timelines of shows so like a lot of, she does there's a lot of family guy ones and because obviously family guy it's like nothing really matters so it's not like i think the word serialized where it's not yeah. like there's not like continue things going right on. each so like peter's like got like a bunch of different origins or something and like which one you want to believe right. is kind of up to you yeah. like his ancestors there's one where like you know there's like a black version of him like you know yeah. like there's a bunch of random so i feel like mjf could like you wouldn't be crazy for thinking he's doing a similar thing where like there's a bunch of stories and it's like each story serves a purpose in that scenario yes and you don't know what's real now this could have a sense of realism to it it could be an entirely fake sympathy ploy yep and like his villain origin story you could pull from a bunch of different directions and you don't know which one to actually go with so i feel like his origin story is probably just a, a web of like nonsense yes. right so i, I think, think that's kind too. of interesting but i like these stories because it's whether it's real or not it it is working and getting yep. sympathy from, from the crowd and i think it's good because it's it's like plausible is the word and then it's, right? cole, it, it, it's realistic cole knowing all this comes across as the really supportive friend right so and then because of that mjf's rewarding him with this humongous match right so i don't know i'm really interested i thought yeah. the mat first match they had was awesome so i think this one should be too and then did you even mention the roddy stuff i, I didn't catch it no not yeah yeah he was angry at the end and then smashing kingdom. stuff in his neck brace right after <laughs> and then kingdom said cold no, people, he abandons people, people or, his friends or whatever which yeah. is yeah in the kingdom because he used to be involved with them right so well, i'm enjoying even like the little roddy bits at the end of each one in the neck brace are something i look forward to as well so mm-hmm. yeah this whole thing's working for me yeah so. the whole story has been super entertaining so i thought this was an, a great segment and um the title match will be a nice payoff i would assume that's the payoff or something so. like that um mjf's an all-time wrestling villain he's also so great working in the crowd and loving him to the untrained eye he's a hot baby face here and in a way he is mm-hmm. but we all know he's surely working cole or he's working some sort of angle there's always an angle with him right so he is a baby face here but he's also not it's like kind of cody he's a heel but he's not mm-hmm. at the same time right i think that but this is much more intentional and much better obviously um but like you know what i mean he's great at being a baby face even when he's really not because you know it's going to crack at right. some point you know it's not laughing he's never saying a baby face it's never like i think even in this segment where he is super baby face i don't think he's ever a true baby face and i think that's part of why mjf's so great is because even when like he did a similar thing in the mox feud he does he does such a great job of making babies but then he he does such a great job of making himself like a babyface and getting over as hell and super popular. He gets che- when he wants to be a babyface, he's cheered a lot. Mm-hmm. But then I'm also here s- sitting here saying, but he's still a villain underneath. Like he's he's got layers to it. You know what I mean? Like he's he's so good at that. He makes 
you like him a lot as a babyface, but you still know he's a villain that's going to crack eventually. And that's right? when like, we all, we say a lot on here, like predictable doesn't mean bad. No. And you know where you're going to end up, but as long as the ride there is enjoyable and entertaining and engaging, which mm-hmm. it is, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he's he's great. Yeah. Um, an interesting thing to note is that obviously Cole didn't read the contract and he just signed it. And I, MJF smiled and I thought that was a bit of a I trademark MJF. That, but yeah, that's probably, um, we'll circle so back around. I feel like he could be plotting something within there that we don't know yet. I don't know what that could entail. The only thing I could possibly think of is like, if Cole loses, he gets ousted and then MJF like wouldn't have to worry about him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That kind of thing. I don't know what else they could put in there. Uh, or like he can't. He they could do a Cody stipulation where he can't challenge for the belt, something like that. I could see that. Um, I don't know. That'll be interesting. Something look to look out for. And then also what you noted with the when he had his hand fisted in the backstab and the hug. Uh, so that is also interesting. I like this because it's like dropping hints that they could both turn. Mm-hmm. It like it's breadcrumbing both of them. Yep. Kind of potentially turning. I like that because the general rule of thumb is that MJF turns. Yeah, you would think because that just that's how he operates. But I like I liked even the tease that Cole could turn because that's possible. While I don't think that's what will happen, I like that it's an option. It is that's a, something. A believable it's something to consider. Him. Yeah, yep. I just think it'd be weird for MJ to be actually babyface in a feud. Um, next we get a really weird match, uh, which is the Elite versus Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal, and Satnam Singh. Mm-hmm. Which that is a weird choice. Um. Uh, some some notables from the match. Uh, Young Bucks they took out Lethal and then Jarrett. Uh, then Satnam tags in a face off with Matt. Uh, they do their best to take them down to no to take Satnam down to no avail. Then he hits a running crossbody. Uh, to the Bucks. <laughs> he um, lies down on. Yeah. Them. Then the heels mock the elite's entrance pose. Uh, Omega got a hot tag flurry later on. Uh, Bucks counter lethal injection attempt and then uh, they hit lethal with a double super kick. Then one to Jarrett. Then a series of super kicks into V trigger takedown. Satnam Singh. Uh, Omega goes to lift them for a one-winged angel, but while Kieran Jarrett distracts the ref, Sanjay du- uh, came in and attacked him. Then Lethal hit a double lethal injection to the Bucks. Um, then Brandon Cutler cold sprayed uh, Kieran Jarrett, and the Hardys attack Sanjay Dutt. Uh, Bucks Hardys next week, by the way. Right. Uh, you know, Amazing. On the rampage, they, they, it's Bucks Hardys. So we we'll, won't watch that match, probably. No, Bucks Hardys on Dynamite. Oh, on Dynamite. So they announced will watch on Rampage, it. so we have to watch it. I'm, awesome. just, I'm just warning you, just so Th- you know. Great, thanks. You're welcome. Um, then Jarrett went for a guitar shop. Omega ducks. Hangman came in just out of nowhere with a buckshot to Jarrett, which that that's cool. Um, then one one wind angel to Lethal for the win. Uh, and then it amused me. Nick was just like playing along on Jarrett's guitar to carry on Wayward Son in celebration after that. That amused me. <laughs> yep, <laughs> I like that. And just reminded me of um, I miss um, douchebag Nick. Uh, from the heel elite days, mm-hmm. he was just such an annoying prick, and I I loved it so much. I loved the in- when they did like the intentionally annoying because remember he had like the fake brunette hair and it yeah. just like it's so slightly off. It was annoying. They had like the handlebar mustache or the one time they they had like pink mustaches yep. or whatever. Like they changed their look almost every week. Yeah, they like shaved their faces. <laughs> more and more ridiculous like headbands and bandanas and oh, tassels. Heel and... bucks were so good. Oh, yeah. I love that. That was a good era. Uh, see, nostalgia again. God exactly. damn it. That was, uh, that was awesome, though. Yeah. I, I was thinking, like, I, 
I, I, I love the elite. They they work as baby faces and they are also great as heels. So I don't want to like Matt and Nick, and I'm pretty sure if I met them and got to know them, I wouldn't like them. But I pretty much Why enjoy. Is that? Oh, because I just from, think where they're from. Or I don't they, know. I just get the sense I wouldn't like them. I don't really know, but. Yeah. Kenny's cool, good Canadian boy, probably, but I don't know. <laughs> that, that's the rest fair. we'll see. I, I, love, I love him though. But um, I do miss uh, douchebag Nick. And then the elite were just saying a quick thing um uh, about uh resigning, and Hangman said, "Here's to the next 200 dynamites." Yep. And then Omega said, interesting enough, uh, whether it be dynamite, ROH, rampage, or even yeah, collision. Oh, he said Ooh. it. That place where that uh, guy is. The the place where that guy is. Who mm-hmm. is that guy? We don't speak of him. Um, we'll be seeing more of the elite. Then he does the signature. Uh, sign off thing that he does yeah i like honestly considering some of the players involved in this that being um satnam singh satnam singh <laughs> jeff jarrett and jarrett i thought this was pretty entertaining right and you had lots of interference and stuff towards the end that kind of protects jared and singh because they can't do a lot and singh honestly does not look ready to wrestle he is so bad even the selling and then like omega and whichever of the bucks running away because they don't want to tag in and face him like i guess right but anyways um and I just like lethal deserves better than this, right? Like we were enjoying him. I thought he was like a <laughs> a good hand. Exactly. Like, like he was perfectly he serviceable on that. the roster. But no, yeah. but like I thought like as like low quote unquote of a purpose that is, and like as it's not looked upon super favorably, I thought like he was useful. And he I think getting... that's like the best thing you can say. And like not not to be demeaning, but he just like he had a purpose. He was getting good matches he out worked. of everybody yeah. and he didn't need to win. Yeah. Right? You need those guys. But anyways, I, I this kind of over-delivered. I thought it was kind of fun, and they worked hard to not have Singh and Jarrett do too much, which is a good plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Um. I thought it was fine. I thought it was fun enough. Uh, I guess the Elite on the show, which I had no issue, I just wish they had more interesting opponents for a more appealing match. For sure. I don't know who you could put in, but I said I would much rather Spanish announce project, which isn't much of anything. Um. But this was fine or for, for what it was. Uh, it wasn't all bad. It was just okay. I already knew, but glad the elite are staying. Figured they would, but just glad to know for sure. And Omega T's collision that is interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, next we get Swerve and Ar Fox. Uh, there was <laughs> I wasn't expecting this segment. I'll tell you what, <laughs> uh, there's a brief bit of them. They're talking to camera, just like explaining Ar Fox's, um, what was it? Reasonings, I guess is the word I'm looking for. Yes. Um, how Darby didn't call him, or he said that. Fox is responsible for Darby Allen. Without him, there's no Darby Allen. But he didn't give even give him a call uh, when he came in, and he didn't really talk to him for like five years until Fox showed up here. And then I think also playing into that is he went Darby went out of his way to tout Nick Wayne and get him signed and all this, right? And Fox is like, because that's part of that story too, I right? Like that if that's a Adelaide, right, like I you like, ignore me like for that. five years, right? When I let you live with and me, and then that can also translate to a grudge with nick wayne which right. that can which explains why they're kind of attacking him because he's tied close to darby and he's mm-hmm. looking at and i think at... it could be like obviously like now with what you're saying i think it could be some like jealousy right, right? i think is yes the, the word i'm looking that for you don't call right? me for five years when you're working with AEW and you're becoming and a nick big Wayne's star the with one them that gets darby's help and not you him. go and make sure you get him signed a kid that and... done did like i guess in his a kid that did nothing exactly. for darby so that's why i kind of like yeah this okay I, I like that and so um, TJ didn't mention that, so I, I had to talk about that part. But then they went, okay. Uh, they, <laughs> just, I, I'm so good. Uh, I'm, I'm fine. It's I'm like fine. six times he's hit his laptop. If you have heard it, I apologize, but he refuses to move it for some reason. <laughs> I, I, I just did. Okay, now it's only hanging off a little bit. Okay. 
Um, so then Swerve and Fox went to the Buddy Wayne Academy, which is like the shed with the ring and um, his yard or whatever. Uh, and so there, he was training with people. Um, so Fox just threw a skateboard at the one guy. Yep. That was pretty nice. Uh, they beat up the other guys and took him out. Just and, took like it looked pretty violent. I liked it. it looked yeah. vicious. Um, Nick was left alone with Swerve and Fox. Uh, Swerve hit Nick with what I thought was like a bat or something. Nope. Glass picture frame. Smashed a glass picture. <laughs> Looked good. <laughs> that was awesome. A lot of blood. And he showed uh, the cameraman, which is Nana, I think, uh, the photo of Nick with his dad. Then he put it on the apron, quote, where you found out your daddy left you. That was <laughs> that a savage. Was, that was brutal. Awesome. Uh, then Nick was a bloody mess. Like it was, he was. beat red. It, it looked pretty gnarly. Uh, and then they made Nick unlock this one. They called Darby. Um, and so he thought it was Nick, obviously. But then uh, Fox was like, nah, it's AR Fox. Then Swerve was saying something about, like, um, he was like, look how easy it was to make a phone call, but you couldn't call AR Fox. Right. But I like that. That was a cool line, he logic. And um, he said uh, that the ghosts of his past, and they're here to haunt him. Like that, too. And he said it's just the beginning, and they left uh, Nick Wayne in a pool of his own blood, quite literally. Yeah, so I thought this was really cool. I love this so much. So I will say that the you never called me is a wrestling trope that gets used a lot. But in this I situation, this well. especially with the Nick Wayne stuff and all of that worked really well. And I've been waiting to talk about this because, you know, when you have like an opinion or a take that you're proud of. So I, this okay. is mine. OK, so I'm going to okay. compare this. And I like this comparison quite a bit. So let's con- compare. Yeah, this Swerve. is your own thought. Yes, or is this, this okay. is my own thought. I've okay. heard it nowhere else. Swerve and his Swerve and his affiliates. Okay. Right? And we're gonna compare them to Tony D'Angelo and the family. So do you know how I always complain that it's too cartoonish, right? That basically it's just even over down the, the top accents, accents right? and yeah. like eating in Italian restaurants and the whole Even like, like um when they remember he was doing the meetings with uh legato and throwing them in right. the trunks of cars and implying you're throwing people in the river and stuff like that, right? So very car- very cartoonish and like strongly implied hints of violence, but not actually so much because it's NXT. I mean, they use crowbars and whatnot. So that's the cartoon versus to me, what I think Swerve is feels like real gangster is a comic book where it's grittier and it's more mature and more realistic. Right. But it's still like he's a freaking supervillain, basically. Right. Like he's just going to show up and beat up everybody in your place mm-hmm. and cut your head open with a glass picture <laughs> yeah. and and taunt you for your dead father and stuff. <laughs> right. So to up. me, it's like he's a cool, dark co- comic supervillain. And Tony D'Angelo's like a cartoon character, basically. Ooh, like, ooh, ooh, you know what I mean? Oh, ooh, OK. Um, so like Pattinson, Batman, which is like the gritty like swerve is the riddler from last year's batman sure and tony d'angelo is jim carrey riddler right eh? right that's the i got stuff too and so the dark comic book like super villain is cool and works and i'm not you're not insulting my intelligence and like treating me like a tween right so the, i really really like this and i, I loved I, it swerve it awesome. is awesome and um I gotta remember let's this see where they go of the year consideration this is sweet so there's the take i was proud of not bad, right? That reminds me, you gotta watch the new Batman still. Yeah, probably. I think you'd really like it because you like Batman. I do. Yeah, so you would probably like it. We gotta watch it sometime. It's three hours, but it's awesome. That's asking a lot. It's okay. It's you know, it's like you're watching it every week, and it's also True. run, but not run by Vince McMahon. True. 
So as far as you know, it's okay. Don't. uh, Oh God, that's. I would hope not. Talk about swerve. Um. Yeah. This is this is awesome. Um. I thought the first bit was pretty good. I like Fox's reasoning. It's straightforward, but makes sense. And I think. Uh, Nick Wayne's involvement adds another interesting and understandable layer to it. Yes. The animosity and jealousy towards him and Darby kind of combined it works. And you can go tag matches. You can mix in. You know what I I'm mean? I'm uh, envisioning a no DQ tag for maybe all in. Could I don't be. know. Um, I think that I think these guys could have because AW does a good, good like swerve Darby all in is what I'd really like. Yeah. In like a twenty five minute. Know. I'd be okay with this. These four going. Me nuts, too. Because. Not like you might need a tag match. I would in the say card somewhere. Does is all out after? Okay, maybe you could do Swerve Darby all in and then do a tag match at like whichever pay per view is second. I all would out. do the tag. I think it's match. all in and all out. So we're going in and out. I believe so. Okay, that makes sense. Um, but like I would do then what you're saying, Swerve and Darby all in, because give them that stage, and then I would do the tag match out. We'll, we'll we'll assume is all out, but Wouldn't, whatever the second pay per view is. But normal wrestling progression is from tag to singles. That's usually for title matches, though. Well, I, think, I guess. I think, and I think just because they have a few, I think you can. And I think the tag match, you do some no holds barred one, they, it would go off. This, yep. this would just be nuts. Um, but I, anyways, back to this. I love this so much. It was awesome. The Wayne Academy Vision was pretty sick, and sick as in cool, and sick as in like it, they were sick for doing. Swerve that. is just so believable. I love Swerve so. Ar Fox not quite as much. He's doing fine. I think, but Swerve, it's like you are this guy, yeah. Somehow, I think right? Fox like, will get there, and he's I think, great. I think he's believable enough for now, and I think yep. he'll no, get, it's fine. He'll, he'll get there too, and I think Swerve will elevate him. Um, when he hit him with the picture frame, that was sweet. I just, I didn't expect it no, to me either. Frame. The satisfying <laughs> shattering like, of it. Oh yeah, that great. was awesome. Or uh, when uh, Fox threw the skateboard at the guy, and uh, Nick was like bloody as hell. Like that looked awesome. Uh, when he laid the picture on the apron, that was. <laughs> That like that was laughing because like it was so brutal. It just because like, he said in in Nick yeah, Wayne's thing, right? That's where he sat, where he was told his dad is gone. That was just so, so that was a nice callback. That was and cold so, as hell. That yeah. was cold. That was next level. Yeah. Um, and the phone call to Darby, I thought was really cool. To like that. Um, this was all just so cool. Just Swerve is just the coolest guy ever. He's, yep. And this is the character work he can do. Like he is world yep. champion material. He is. You just gotta give him a shot. Top heel. I don't. I in think your even company. NXT, in any company. Even in NXT, when he was North American title, that should have been him able to show some of his potential. But they didn't even give him a shot when they had that because he he didn't defend until the night he lost it. Remember? And clearly, he is what made that group cool. Oh, yeah, exactly. Whatever they were called. I hit bro. Right. I couldn't give a crap about that. They were so cool. They were awesome in NXT. And then he I think. Was, Part of that is obviously Triple H because I think he knows how to let them do yes. that better than obviously on main roster. But I think the main element is that obviously Swerve made that cool because that faction just has died without Swerve. I it mean, it doesn't work. B-Fab being the ring general she was <laughs> helped <laughs> as well. Oh, yeah. B-Fab She's an all-timer. Let's, she had some all-time. Let's run it back with her and Lopez. Stuff. Yeah. That, oh, Sorry, go um, on. But yeah, this was forever. awesome. It just made a, it did a great job of making sort of just a super villain and Fox made Fox better by association. Mm-hmm. Um, this is just awesome. This is one of those segments I love so much. I, I do think we need to remember this for the end of the year. This is like kind of like a buck hunt. One of those things you got to remember, you know? Oh, I love that. Buck hunt's awesome. Uh, but yeah, these two uh, versus Darby and Wayne would just be amazing because Darby and Wayne are awesome. I love these two guys as well. Um, I would love for them to just go balls out in a no DQ match. That would be insane. Or 
whatever you want to throw them in, throw them in something. Because I just picked on paper. That sounds so appealing. Because I think Nick Wayne is impressed in the one match he had. Darby's awesome. Fox is sweet in the ring. And Swerve is Swerve. Yep. Need I say more? Exactly. Uh, next we get, speaking of tag teams, I love very much and dearly. Uh, Ozzy Open. They're next. I yep. love Ozzy Open. Uh, they're taking on uh, El Hijo del Vikingo and Commander, who at least had um, matching ring gear, so I respect that. Yep. Um, they did. It actually, I don't know, it helped a lot to picture them as like a cohesive tag team. I don't yeah. know if it's, like, it's such a little thing, it's, but it's it dumb, honestly but like it does help. helps a lot for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, and so I'm I'm really happy to see Ozzy Open here. I'm big Ozzy Open fan. Uh, love them. And uh, first defense of the titles, I believe. So yeah, that is Coolio. Definitely Coolio's. a um contrast in styles, right? Here mm-hmm. you've got yeah two small guys, like because Fletcher is the smaller of Ozzy Open, and he is far far bigger than mm-hmm. Vikingo, and, and he's stronger than uh people would commit. He is, for. yeah. yeah. Um, Vikingo did that corkscrew head scissors. Um, remember. That Look, was nuts. ridiculous. Like, okay, just do a normal head scissors. No, I'm gonna like do a weird like corkscrew flip into it. It's it's not like a tornillo into a head scissors from standing. Right? Like, it's just, absurd. He's nuts. he's nuts. He's a special talent, man. Like he he does stuff other people can't do, mm-hmm. and he barely, he rarely it. screws up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know much of his character work. I, I from what I know from what I've seen, it's like probably lackluster. But I obviously he's probably more comfortable in Mexico, so I don't know what he right. does outside of the just being the Viking kind of. And thing. I've only barely seen him in like MLW and stuff. Right, but in ring, he's I think absurd. He is. He he's absurd. Um, Davis had Commander Fireman's carry. He dropped him in a kick from Fletcher. Then they did the fi- the over the shoulder setup in the middle rope cutter. Uh, for two, so many seamless tag team moves. I love that guys. combination of moves. Yeah, too. yeah the Aussie Open is so clean. Uh, Commander jumped off of Vikingo's back to destroy to Fletcher, which he sold perfectly. Then Vikingo hit a crucifix bomb to Davis. Uh, they hit. Um, they climbed up on the top rope together, and I thought they were gonna do it, but then I was like, no, that wouldn't work. But then they did a double four fifty, like they four fifty, mm-hmm. uh, because that's a verb. Uh, <laughs> it is. They did it to Davis at the same time, so that was interesting. Uh, Fletcher broke the pin at two. Uh, and eventually Ozzy Open got the one, but they did like the clothesline from both sides and then the Coriolis, Coriolis. which is, that's a really cool move. I, I like it a lot. Yeah. This like, considering there was no story going into this, right. But everybody's super talented in this. So this was really good match. Um, Ozzy Open, just so many fast, seamless, impactful tag team maneuvers, right. They're just, uh, they, they work so well. I love so them, fun. I love and them so much. I thought Vikingo and commander looked awesome together too. Like, the complimentary gear, lots of tandem complimentary, offense. Complimentary uh, styles. Didn't yeah. look like a new tag team, right? Like it no. looked like. And I, think, as far as cobbled together teams go, they work really well. Yeah, I thought so. So a predictable outcome, obviously, but really fun. Um, two really different styled teams, right? And I think Vikingo and Commander, like they could work as a tag team in AW because I don't think there's a lot for them in singles sort of stuff. So they could uh, keep working together. Yeah, I would keep throwing them in in like any of the multi-man tags or battle royals or. If you want to do something like this again, really, um, really good tag team TV match. Uh, solid defense for the champs, I thought. Yeah, I thought it was a really uh, good TV match. Really fun. Uh, it was a go- as good as I would expect um, in a good way. Always happy to see Ozzy Open pop up on Dynamite. Um, I doubt they'll be used much being just ROH champs. By um, I hope we do get more of them um, just because now they're signed. So now we can get more of them because Osprey, I understand like 
um, he won't pop up all the time, but like obviously, then you make the most of him when he's there, right? But um, with them being signed, I hope we get a lot more out of them because I, I love them a lot. They're they're have, so good. I can I don't think I'll get tired of watching them. I I they, they're so great. Their their tag offense is just so fluid. They can just string stuff together constantly, and like I wouldn't even mind like Fletcher getting another solo shot at a match or something. Oh, that was a good match. Um, I loved that match so much. Um, but um, yeah, they were great. Um. I'm just putting it out there. I think they would be a good pick to dethrone FDR uh, whenever the time That'd comes. That'd be a big I match. Would, I would be okay with them uh, holding double belts. And that's one thing I'm happy about Collision is it is really making FTR feel like like it's a punk FTR show, basically, it feels like. At least it's giving FTR stuff to do. The way we've always said, they need to be like, have an epic run as champions and just like... So they're facing Big Bill and Brian Cage. Right, right. But, but anyway. Yeah, anyway, I mean... They're not British, but you could throw them on All In and have them face at FTR because it's close. Yeah. I'm just saying. You could for sure. I'm not matter. saying they got to win the titles there, but yep, I would love Aussie Open FTR. That would go hard. That would I mean, be sweet. We already saw that. What was it, right? I think it was at the One New Japan show, but I'm going to pretend I didn't see it. Right. And I'm just going to say I want anyways. Now, obviously, with you throwing the Proud and Powerful thing in my mind, I would like <laughs> them to win the titles too. But if I had to pick, I would maybe pick Ozzy Open over them because Ozzy Open, I don't because they, um, they they haven't had as much of a shot as I mean to be fair, Prime Powerful haven't done much either. But anyways, Ozzy, I saw Ozzy Open. That's the point. Right. Anywho, um, there was a lot of cool offense here. I enjoyed um Viking and Commander too. They actually like, yeah they were good. They worked really well. Um, and Commander did some new stuff, which yeah. I think he needed to do. Yeah. And uh, saw one for Aussie Open here is hoping for more. I would like for them to pop up every now and then. I don't care mm-hmm. if they have ROH belts or AEW belts. I just want to see Aussie Open. Also, I love their theme song very much. I would like a full entrance next time, please. Sure. Maybe give them the opener and they can have a full entrance. That would be nice. You got it. Uh, next, we got CM Punk Ricky Starks package for their collision match for the quote-unquote Real world championship. I didn't take notes on this. I didn't write any opinion on this. You you can talk if you want. So I didn't. I get that Punk's doing the like. I I don't really mind the whole xing out the belt stuff. It's basically, you know, when people come back in the heels or or baby faces, I guess, will be like, I never technically lost the title, so I should be a contender. Yeah, or that's like he's just taking thing. that to another level as a heel. So is wh- he a heel? That's my other question. What's the heel face dynamic in this match? Okay, so I'm not sure. From Punk's, Starks from and Punk. Punk's perspective, uh, Punk face Starks heel. Right. From what what I think, I would also be inclined to agree with that. Not to agree that Punk's a face because I hate him, but to agree that Starks has had the heel tendencies again lately. Yes. So I think I would think Starks is a heel. So all at least right now. The only thing that's not re- fully though. That's okay. That's really bothering me about Punk and the title is that MJF has nothing to say about it. Yeah. Right? That I know he's busy and whatever, but the fact that he wouldn't have an issue with a guy going, I'm the real champion. Like, you, MJF would stop what he's doing, almost, right? Yeah. Well, more than anyone, yeah. So I don't love that. That's true. But Yeah, because ever since the whole revealing, I think part of me is, I think the X looks stupid because... My friend, um, he was at that collision, actually. My American Xbox friend, uh, he, he was there. And just, like, the picture he had of Punk holding up. The belt looks so dumb from a distance because all you see is just a, a, the shape of the belt with the... Because you can't see any of the fine details, so it's just a big X on there. It looks dumb. So right? him but, t- going that route doesn't feel babyface, though, right? 
Like the baby no. face thing is you come back and go, I des- I want my rematch. I blah, want the thing blah, I, I never lost, my... blah, blah, blah. Right. right. Not I'm building my own belt and calling and it spray the real belt. And it's the real belt. Name, when has a baby face ever spray painted a belt? Did Trey so, did it. He was a heel. NWO did it. They were a heel. Like, you know what I mean? But I agree with that too. I didn't think about it, but because besides it being punk, something that's kind of bothered me about it. But yeah, I think MJF would like, not only is he uber like he's the world champion he's the best but it's punk someone yeah. he's had immense hatred for right he had a dog collar match with him like if he was gonna be mad about anybody claiming to be having a claim to have a to be to be the world champion he would be mad about being like punk. he can go punks they're yelling about being i'm the real champ the real champ this is the real Straight champ edge, and, and mjf does nothing and mjf's buddy buddy with cool which but i anyway. love it don't get me wrong but yeah, I feel like not even to have a mention about it right. is weird. Because he could have mentioned it on Dynamite at it's least It's like once. it's a separate universe he's not aware That's of. That's the thing I don't like about Collision. Because I like all the focus on FTR. And I like having Bullet Gold on there. I like a lot of things about it. But I don't like that it's created this like brand split. Almost. Alternate universe kind of thing. Because it just, like, I don't like it. I I'm, I'm feel like I'm out, I'm like, uh, out of the loop or on like Starks and... Yeah, I feel like I like seeing Starks because I thought he's he's really great. I like seeing FTR and like I don't like having to go out of my way to like not just with the time slot, but you know what I mean. That's a factor as well. But just I feel, having to go with so so much work to watch like the FTR Bull yes. Club Gold match or whatever. Like I don't like that. It just feels so disconnected for being the same company. Right. You know what I mean? Just it feels disconnected for me. For me, that's weird. Me too. Anyways, main event. Let's go. Main event time, which is the women. It is. That's what nice. Do you know? And two legit stars. Yeah, lack right? of build. Say what you will, lack sure. of build for sure. That, that's but okay, main event but, getting a bit of time. But it is a main event, yes. Um, we got Tony Storm versus Hikaru Shida for the AW Women's World Championship. We do not interim. Good for Tony Storm. Right. Um. Wait, no, it was Hater Shida on the my mistake. How dare you? That was the good match that we liked. Right. That, but anyways, we've probably seen this before. Anyways, I don't like the lack of build here. Um, that's the only. Really not great thing here. Um, but there's a running knee lift from Sheeta with Storm lying on the apron. Uh, later on, Storm hit the hip attack with Sheeta sitting on the apron. Then Storm distracted the ref for the outcast to attack Sheeta. Uh, there's a running knee strike in the corner from Sheeta. Then crowd count punches. Uh, hip attack in the corner followed by a DT from Storm for a near fall. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a knee strike and a falcon arrow from Sheeta for a near fall as well. Soraya tosses the kind of stick in the ring. She tossed in the middle again. I swear she's done that before. Yes. And it was weird. Anyways, I was going to get it. She had wrestled it from Storm. Storm tries to go cheat into using it for the DQ, but she uses it to take out the outcast instead. Headshot, wasn't it? One of them yeah. was, yeah. Um, hopefully to Soraya, but I don't think it was. No, I don't think it was. Um, Storm uses the spray paint behind the ref's back and then connects to Storm Zero for and a surprising near over. fall. That's the most near believable fall. near fall ever, probably. Because that's how she was. I was wins like, oh, it's like over. Time. And yeah. I just expected Storm was winning anyways, so I thought this was it, honestly. <laughs> that's that's a good near fall. Yeah, it was really good. Uh, yeah, and uh, Sheeta won reversing a roll-up. Yeah, crazy. Um, Now she's held all three different versions of the AEW women's title. So I know that I think AEW's hand was kind of forced with Hater's injury but and putting this title on Storm, but her run's been really uneventful, right? So I'm thrilled Dare that I say they'd so. sort of put it on Sheeta. And then they really tried with the Outcast, right? It just doesn't work. And I think maybe they know that, and it's time to go a different route, hopefully. And it's hopefully not just Tony Storm or another Outcast chasing this thing, because I don't want that. But I thought this was a good match. Not a great main event, but a good match for sure. I thought the final few minutes were the most interesting, 
nice near falls, especially that storm uh, pile driver. I thought it was yeah. over, obviously. Sheeta got a lot of offense. Most of it looked really good. Um, the pace wasn't super fast, but it was steady, right? And it's, it is hard to care about any of the outcasts, but I thought that this was yeah. a, a good match um, mm -hmm. and, and way ahead, unfortunately, of what we get on Dynamite, right? So way above average for that. Um, now I just think they really need to put some time into developing Sheeta as a character, right? That we can care about yeah. instead of she doesn't really have much going on. So Yeah, um, especially because like... Yeah, she just kind of came out of the blue to win the title, right. and that's like, and it's hey, I'm, I'm a happy former for her, but her character's former champion, still really good. And it was in the basically. pandemic era, and I want to not be in the pandemic era. But two matches on this show where I was legit surprised at the outcome, so I like that, right? Yeah. So I thought that's this was good. good have, it was yeah. a good match. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought it was a solid match. Um, I thought a little less so as a main event because it lacked the big fight feel, and uh, for a big title change, I wish they build up to it more. It was still solid nonetheless. I'm happy for Shida. She deserves it. And the outcasts are horrible. Um, some solid near falls in here and a surpri surprising result. So I think it was good all in all. Just could have used more build up because I think yes. these two could have done that. Um, it's um, a dynamite match for the women that would have been worth building to. Yep. Uh, and good for them on a women's main event though. Agree. I like that. Uh, overall, this was I thought a quite entertaining show. Um, in ring, I like the opening basically jazz tag match. We'll call it that. So I like that. The anything goes match I thought was awesome. Um, the tag match with Ozzy Open, I thought was really good and Commander and El Hijo, and I liked the main event. So that's like nothing that I'd say, oh my God, you have to see it. But I thought that was what, four entertaining matches. Then I loved the Swerve Scott, or Swerve Scott, wow. Ooh. Swerve Strickland um, segment there with Nick Wayne attacking him. I really liked the MJF Cole. So like four good matches and two really good segments. I'm not if one of the matches was just a little more awesome. So I'm going to go B+. Plus. I thought this was a really good show. I feel like last week was really close, too. Was it, it was. last week? I think it, it was. was. And I, so I, I really liked especially the tag match and the match? triple threat match this week. Yeah, because um, Swerve Darby was last week. Right? Yeah. yeah, and two good segments. So that's a really entertaining show, I thought. Yeah, I would be inclined to agree. I thought it was a very nice show as well. Uh, Match-wise, uh, the opener was okay. I think that's probably one match I would have liked to be better if we wanted to And I thought grade. it was still fine. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah, I just thought I would like something a lot gooder. <laughs> gooder. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, the Anything Goes match was really sweet. I thought that was a lot of fun. Um, I thought the trios match was perfectly fine. Um, I would have liked something better still, but um, I thought it was fine. Not not bad by yep. any means. Um, the, the tag title match uh, was pretty great. I thought I liked that a lot. And the women's main event was uh, very nice and a cool result there. Um, Segment-wise, I thought we got some really good ones. I thought MJF Cole was obviously really good because yes, they always deliver. I thought Swerve and uh, AR Fox's segment was awesome and a pleasant surprise. That was just brutal. That was might have been my favorite thing on the show. I, I just, it, it was, was great. really great. Um, the only main low points were probably uh, any of the jazz stuff. Mm -hmm. And then the... Uh, FTW, the RVD stuff that I just don't care for and I don't really want. Um, I also loved all the uh, history of Dynamite uh, bits and whatever. That was just a nice thing now throughout the show. And so yeah, I thought this was uh, pretty good. And um, yeah, B plus is fair. Yeah, good um, show. I, th I thought it was a good show and um, nice to look back on Dynamite. It was yeah, nice. Liking a lot of the stuff going on on Dynamite, so that's good. Swear. All right, well, let's uh, take a brief detour into the world of trivia. I've got some more SummerSlam trivia ready for you in a segment we like to call Off the Top of His Head.
Okay, so it's not going to be AI generated this week because WWE.com has a, I think it's new because I don't remember seeing it, SummerSlam quiz actually from them. So are you ready? I'm going to hit you with some questions. There are multiple choices. Are they going to ask me about the main event of SummerSlam 2004? <laughs> no. So that... You, you know what I'm talking they about. They might. No, what was that? Benoit. Oh, no, they will not <laughs> ask you that. I thought you were referring to... Remember I told you what was the greatest chat GPT trivia oh, question yeah. of all time? Um, <laughs> it was... Uh, who who Brock Lesnar beat at SummerSlam to, to end, end Undertaker's WrestleMania streak? And the answer Roman was Roman Reigns. <laughs> that so might be my favorite thing an AI has ever said. All right, ready? Which superstar defeated The Rock at SummerSlam 2002 to become new undisputed champion? The guy who beat Roman Reigns to end the streak. <laughs> Brock Lesnar. Correct. Bork Lesnar. SummerSlam 1994. Saw an Undertaker versus Undertaker match. Yeah. Who played the dead man's doppelganger? I think I've heard this before, but I don't know. Proper name? Don't know. Options? I, I'm thinking Matt Bourne for some Brian reason. Lee, Kane, Kevin Nash, Raja Lyon. The last one. No, Brian Lee. I don't know who that is. Uh, isn't it um, Chronic Guy? Uh, I thought he was Brian Adams. Oh, yeah, you might be right. Oh, it accidentally made Same me Google Brian Leach. Uh, Brian Lee, American professional wrestler. Here's Let's a see. hard one. Who is he? He's uh, one of the Harris brothers. He's changed. Oh. Interesting. So Don't Give Up by Kevin Rudolph was the official theme song for Slummer, SummerSlam during which year? I don't not. I don't 2012, know. 2013, 14, or 15? 13? 12. You don't know anything. Damn it. You I don't know anything about say, wrestling. I was going to say 12, okay? Only other city... Besides London to host SummerSlam outside the United States. Toronto. Correct. Easy one. We got 2004 and 2019, baby. True or false, Triple H has competed at SummerSlam the most times with a total of 13 matches. True. False. Damn it. Undertaker, 16. Oh, that's where his WrestleMania streak came from. That's it. The first WWE title change to take place at SummerSlam occurred in 1997 when Bret Hart defeated which Undertaker. superstar? Undertaker is correct. Uh, Sean was the ref. When Wait, we said Brett Rule won, right? Okay. I was yeah. When Seth Rollins faced John Cena at Wrestle, sorry, at SummerSlam 2015, John Stewart. They competed for the WWE Championship and which other title? Damn it! I thought there was going to be something with John Stewart. Uh, U.S. title. Correct. I wouldn't have got that one. I forgot that at the I inaugural SummerSlam. Miss Elizabeth Elizabeth removed this article of clothing to distract the referee. I know it wasn't her bra, so it was her skirt. It was her skirt. It's quite a departure for Miss Elizabeth, too, if I remember correctly. Yeah. She was so innocent. At SummerSlam 2004, which superstar became the youngest world heavyweight champion ever at the age of 24? I know they this one. did mention it. Randy Orton. Yes, Who'd he beat? Chris Benoit. Nobody. We're not sure. <laughs> he, he was awarded the title. Alundra Blaze retained her WWE Women's Championship at SummerSlam 1994 against this woman. Was this Nakano? She is one of the options. That is the correct answer. Great okay, hair. A, a Bertha Faye would have been the year after. I Great think. hair. Former yeah. UFC women's champion Ronda Rousey and the four horsewomen of MMA looked on from ringside at which year's SummerSlam? I feel like it would be 2015. That is not one of the options. 2014. That is one of the options, and it is correct. Yeah. They were probably watching Steph versus Brie Bella because that was a barn burner. <laughs> true, true or false? Alberto Del Rio is the okay. only 
superstar to compete in the opening and closing matches at SummerSlam okay. in 2011. That's true, but that's a that's kind of a cheap stat. Why? Cash in. Oh, okay. That doesn't count. Counts. It does not. SummerSlam 2005, which superstar had 100 bills with his face on them rained down on the audience during his entrance? I feel like that would have to be DiBiase. It is not. Del Rio? It is not. Who but those are two of the be? four options. Uh, at least I'm going through the options. Who it makes total be? sense if you think of the time period and his Sorry, gimmick. Go 2005. back. 2005. 2005. Kennedy? JBL. Correct. Okay, no, that makes I sense. I knew you'd okay. be like, Okay, yeah. that, that does make sense, yeah. Which superstar said just prior to his tag team bout at SummerSlam 2009, you girls won a war, you got a war? Santino? No. Jericho, Rhodes, JTG, or Triple H? Jericho? No. Trips. No. Oh. Oh, yeah. that, that was the last one. You did well. I don't think we've done that one before. I don't think so. I just felt like it was an actual decent trivia that... From WWE. But we may go back to AI next week. But anyways, good job. It's weird not doing it. We're doing a legitimate one. It is strange. It doesn't feel right now. No. But now we'll switch back to talking about more wrestling from the stuff we watched this week that we want to talk about. And we kind of cherry pick. And we still haven't figured out what the opposite of cherry pick would be. Cherries are the good things. What are we picking that's not good? Anyways. Stuff we liked and didn't like. (laughs) It's high spots. And rest holds. All right, starting on Monday night with Raw, you said you had one thing for us. I uh, yeah, I only have one. I didn't. The main roster is not interesting. It's I'm not. Sorry, it's not my fault. No, I've heard it's back in a lull, basically. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I have was a uh, rest hold from Raw. There was and so there was the main event tag with Rollins and Zayn uh, versus Dom and Priest. Yep. Um, uh, I they did another one of those Money in the Bank cash and fakeouts, and I just I hate it because it's it's dumb. Uh, like they did this last year a bunch of times with Theory, if you remember. Yep. Uh, where it's like they almost cash in, but something happens, so technically they Correct. don't cash in. I just think it's lame. It keeps it cheapens the actual moment, and it's just like then it's when he actually does cash in, like half the surprise and excitement's gone. Right. You know, it's just like, it's what I, they do: put it on a heel and have them fake cash in a so, thousand. It's so times. dumb. I guess it like furthers the Judgment Day stuff, but like I, you could do that differently. Like, you could have him about to cash in. I, I guess. I don't know. You, I just don't like when they do that. It's just kind of dumb. Yeah. And yeah, <laughs> that's it. All right. Looking at NXT, you watched a little bit near the beginning, I, I think, with me. Did. I actually liked the opening match. Probably one of JC Jane's best efforts. And I think Lyra. I, didn't see this. I don't remember. What Lyra Valkyria probably has something to do with it because they had a pretty good 10 minute match to start the show. Lyra looks strong. I think she always does. She won with a top rope splash, which I, I wish she'd. She has cooler stuff in her arsenal, I feel like, than like just a top rope. It does look, it does look pretty decent, but and I thought Jane made the most of the time she got in control and looked better than she usually does, so I like that. Um, you did see this, and I really like the Trick and Mellow segment where yeah, they're sitting down in the locker room, and Trick is basically saying that he now needs to put himself first and do things for him, but he's still ride or die with Mellow, but that he needs to go and deal with this Dragonov thing kind of on his own and get out of Mellow's shadow. And Mello kind of understands that and is supportive of him. And I thought this was just... Is it like a like he's just playing a deal with Dragunov and he's coming back? Or is it like he's going to I think it's kind of undefined, after? right? That he just wants to... He needs to get out of Mello's shadow, right? And Mello's like, I get that. You I gotta hope he do goes your... back after, but... Me too. Know. 
But I thought this was like a mature, realistic conversation between like two intelligent it's people. It's a good way to right? like if he does end up just doing his own thing after Dragonov, then it's a good way to do a split without right. splitting. And the door's open to do whatever you want. You can have them split, circle back around to it later, whatever you want, right? Mm -hmm. So I thought this was really well done. Uh, and to see like a team kind of amicably split is refreshing because it's almost impossible yeah. for one not to turn or on not the like other. Or not quite right? amicably, but like at least like with no hard feelings right. kind of thing. They're just kind of fine yeah. with it. Uh, I also thought there was another good backstage segment where Wes Lee is then later with Mello in the locker room too. And you even thought Wes was doing a good job because he was fired up, right, about losing for the last three weeks mm -hmm. and losing his title to Dom and all of that. Um, and so Mello's kind of like, you know, I've got the pressure of being a champion in the face of the company. And that he, I thought that line yeah, was I like interesting. Yeah, like what they were both saying. And he said, like, he understands why Breaker snapped, right? So to me, that's almost like you're, there's a crack of the door open for a heel return, right? Because I like, like that. That was, that was interesting. Although I hope he doesn't become meaner than evil. That's a little <laughs> that's too impossible. far. <laughs> then you have Noam Dar and Oro Mensa come in of um, Metaphor, right? Uh, Dar is holding his new Heritage Cup that they made for him because technically he never lost the original one. So he's doing the CM Punk thing, basically. Wait. Remember, uh, oh, okay, yeah. Mensa defended it and lost I it. Thought, I thought you were talking about UK, but I was like, no. It's Technically, if you really want to go there, I think we should have a third cup. Mark Coffey never lost the cup. <laughs> True. All right? You can do the same thing. So I'm anyways, uh, words are exchanged. There's a bit of a skirmish, and then they're separated. So I think you agree. I thought Wesley sounded good here, and he doesn't always, right? I like what both of them were saying. And yeah. I like that there's also different people interacting backstage, right? Kinda and again, like what AEW tends to do. Yeah. Possible foreshadow of a heel turn for Mello, which I'm fine with down the road. Yeah. Um, and it's easier for them to do because I think keeping Trick babyface makes the most sense. So if you do want Mello to go back heel, now that he's on his own, it's a bit easier, I think. But anyways. Yeah. Um, I also like the Chase U segment. And it's weird because Thea Hale is now like depressed and all sad looking um, be after Chase threw in the towel for her at Great American Bash. So um, basically Corbin shows up here and he's just rude to Thea Hill, um, tells her that basically she should pack her bags and go home, that not everybody has it sort of thing. And then be Says Baron Corbin. Right. And then before <laughs> she can sort of defend herself, uh, Andre Chase steps in to defend Hale. Uh, again. And it ends right. up making a match between Corbin and Andre Chase for later in the show. I kind of like this because the Chase U story just keeps chugging along, right? Hale and Hudson aren't thrilled that Chase threw in the towel. And he's kind of babying her again. And now, yes, again, he's stepping in to fight a battle for her when she didn't really have a chance to defend right. herself. So you can kind of see where this is going. And I think they're doing a nice job with the story. As long as they kind of turn away, I feel like you, she could turn heel and it might not work out for her. I think it's all coming down to what Hudson and Chase are going to do, right? But it's nice to have like a clear midterm, sorry, mid-card long-term story. Yeah. Uh, and I and even a little bit of comedy element in there, and it's been good. And then later on in the same show, Corbin does defeat Chase with the end of days in a short average match. Um, just kind of like standard stuff for each of them. But Hale was silent and mopey the entire time. And in that match... Which she, is like the opposite of her. Right. And she threw the towel in, but the ref didn't see it and Baron Corbin threw it back out. So she tried to throw it in on Chase to get his, his him lose there, right? Interesting. And you can see that Hudson sort of starts to follow Hale out because she walks away and like it's sort of he's literally stuck in the middle of this. So I kind of liked it. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, rest hold, I did not enjoy, surprise, surprise, Dana Book, Brooke Kalani Jordan segment again. Um... And Cora Jade 
basically, oh, it's like Cora Jade brought something out in Dana Brooke and that she saw red when she grabbed that kendo stick and she liked it. And then it was basically like, to, to Jordan, her, her wisdom is like, I'm paraphrasing, I guess, slightly. Like, gymnastics are great and all, but maybe we should work on wrestling and getting a you little... You think? <laughs> right? Okay. So, well, here's the thing. I kind of wish Dana Brooke figured that out like five years right? ago. But... So, Okay. This was, seven years ago. It was a cheesy segment. Neither of them sounded That's, really believable. That is bad. Um, but less of a focus on the gymnastic background would be fine with me because, honestly, they spend so much time telling us that all of these women are gymnasts, right? Like Jordan and Saul Ruka and Saul Ruka's friend. Right. That I think Damn, I Damn, she got taken out. She could have challenged for the title. It's too. basically the equivalent, I think, of former football player for the men. Like, they just love it and they can't help but say yeah. it, right? Or amateur wrestler. Th- those think, are the ones they love. I think gymnastics are the equivalent of the football players. And I feel like I would, I feel like there's, I think MMA people are there you go. the amateur, amateur wrestler. Because there's, not to say that like, not to say that there's A, not many, not like amateur women's wrestlers and not MMA male wrestlers, which there is. But like, I feel like a lot of time with the male wrestlers, the MMA ones, like Lesnar, Lashley and I think even Batista a little they wrestled and they went to do whatever then they came back yeah so, you know it's a little different I feel like for the women you have like Rousey and Baszler and I think even um Lola Vice I think because she did but she's got like that she's kind of background up. too right yeah I know and so I feel like they're kind of the amateur wrestling equivalent because they love to get the MMA wrestlers right yes. especially obviously if Rousey has the mainstream appeal but yes now they've done that multiple times and then the the outside sport equivalent is the gymnastics to yep. football kind of thing. And I th- honestly, I think sometimes I would prefer it if they don't tell me this person's a gymnast at all. And then I'm impressed by the stuff they're doing, right? Instead of like gymnast, gymnast, gymnast. Well, of course, they're doing and a handspring, me, whatever, like, whatever. I <laughs> in, in, makes... in like an auto internal bias because like I just hate like, I don't know. It's just annoying when they tout these outside athletes and like they're trying to make them wrestlers but they're just like forcing and forcing yeah you know what i mean and a, a lot of the gymnastics stuff leads to no better impact or leverage on anything and it's just kind it's of just like kind of cool they can do flips uh, it's great like smoke and mirrors kind yeah. of yeah a uh, high spot i actually the aforementioned lola vice so i had i don't know if i've seen her in ring before she's been mostly on level up i think this was like her bring up to nxt kind so of she, deal she didn't do a lot and it was a short match where she and Electra lopez defeated okay. um ulisa leone and i've seen them teaming on level up sorry her and lopez but what vice did look do looked i thought pretty good she had like a spinning back kick to the midsection that looked really fast and crisp not quite like pack levels obviously but you know <laughs> what i mean approaching that would be and then her egregious. finishing spinning kick i don't know if it's black mass or something really similar looked really good too and she honestly has some charisma. So they didn't ask her to do barely anything, but I thought what she did was well. Mm-hmm. She did well. And I, I think the MMA is a much cooler background to have going into wrestling. I think it just, I, I just like more it. transferable, works I think. A lot better, yeah. And Feroz and Leon look good to start, but sometimes I, I like them, but I feel like they're going a little bit too fast and sometimes things get sloppy, mm. but they fly around and Leon uh, throws Feroz a lot onto people and stuff. Their stuff's cool. I kind of. And they feel like an actual tag team, right? Because they've been together a while. So it's yeah. nice. They're sort of like replacing Kat and Zero. I was about to Carter say, they don't really have a name, but they, they've been teaming a while. So it's like... It, Sorry, Katana think, Chance and Carter. Yeah, How dare I think I? that's part of the thing with all the random teams. Is like, these two are kind of randomly paired together. And I think con- 
Kanzar or Chance or whatever and Carter were kind of the same, but they team long enough That's to become right. a team. The thing with the women's tag division, most of the time is they randomly team and then yes. they don't last long. And it's mostly like randomly teaming. Chance and titles. Carter and Leon and Freud also have like tandem offense they do. Right. It also makes them feel exactly, like a team. Exactly, yeah. That, that isn't like either... Because I feel like then the random teams either they don't have offense or they have extremely basic ones that like yes. any two people right. on a team would like do double together. shoulder tackle yeah that's right stuff. like anything you would do even if you team with this person for the first time yes and you don't like them I also liked um, Tiffany Stratton it was just like an Instagram promo thing but I, and it's actually while she's putting on makeup but I liked it nothing really specific just kind of like I don't know what I'll do next sort of thing short really on brand for her and just a cool idea to incorporate what young people well most people other than me are looking at all the time <laughs> which is social media right so fine um i don't enjoy that the gallus and family stuff is still continuing so the show started with tony and stacks getting attacked in the parking lot by gallus to start the show Ooh. um then they were in another short segment with the doctor setting on checking on them and them talking about how Ooh, doctor they're gonna get a mystery third partner to take on um gallus right so that was the the in-show mystery i guess and i just don't really have a lot of interest in this story anymore i was hoping the match at um great american bash was ending it but apparently not you thought wrong sir uh i actually put it in as a rest hold the the match between carmelo hayes wesley and oro mensa and noam dar mensa seemed to have issues at with both lee and hayes like there was just looking a little bit lost or confused or and then right at the finish, he botched something to the point he couldn't quite see it, but the crowd was chanting, you effed up even. Something just seemed off. The match was, I guess, okay. I did Weird. enjoy the Noam Dar Carmelo Hayes interactions, and I'm hoping we get something out of that. But the rest, oh, I, would... I didn't really love it. Uh, I, I don't. But we did get a darker Wes Lee here. He was sort of not doing some of his baby face ish offense a little bit i don't bit. think he'd work as a heel but no like you could give him an edge I yes guess. and i think that's what they're going i for. would like dar in a top title feud i don't know if like he won't win no obviously, but he can but be like, one of those like placeholder they shoot me it's not because he's always been like sorry no am cruiserweight or mid card so it's yes. like he's small I, man well yeah and that's like i, I don't want to be like that because i love noam dar but me that's and i don't care but like, we're you realistic know I mean. we know how yeah, things run just i don't know I, w I would like to see him. I feel like he could work. It's just like, not size doesn't really matter, just, but he is pretty small. And he's just it like, shouldn't matter. I just, I've never seen him in the top. So maybe we just need to, I think he only, he challenged Walter once, but I don't think it was challenged or treated seriously. Yeah. Anyway, I would like to see him in top 12. It's just like, imagining it's a little weird right now. I agree. Is all I'm trying to say. I told you this no made disrespect. me laugh. Dom, Dom Mysterio can't tell mask wrestlers apart. So I think it was last they, week, they Dragon Lee Dragon talked Lee to him. And then... I think it was at Bash he talked to him. And then this week it was Axiom, and he basically, Dom thinks they're the same person, and I just thought it was really funny. I think He's Ripley like, called him Batman, and then he called she called uh, Axiom Power Ranger. And then as Axiom and Dom are finishing their interaction, Mustafa Ali, I like... I think it's this idea that he's constantly jumping the line, right? So he literally cuts in front of Axiom, and then <laughs> he goes off like on that. Axiom a little bit, and it seems like we're gonna match between those two with Axiom and Ali, which would be cool. That would be cool. Uh, so uh, that's that's my two K feud. I randomly put them together once, and I had like a banger randomly, yeah, or by by two K standards, yep. Uh, and I just put them together like a million times now. And Ali continues to sort of like straddle the baby face, like. 
you know he's a heel, but he's not fully behaving like one kind of thing. And I kind of find it interesting. And the fact that... Glad he's doing stuff, though. And the fact that any sort of heel stuff isn't based on, hey, you're evil foreigner, right? Like, have him be a heel for some other reason, mm-hmm. right? Something a little more I'm subtle. I'm glad he's just, like, getting on TV and doing stuff, though. Me too. that's more you can then you can I'm really happy with roster. him coming to NXT. He's that's the type really of guy one, yeah. that he can go in the ring and he's never going to get a shot. He'll fit there. in with them, right? Yep. So. Uh, I did like the Roxanne Perez package we got this week. It was basically footage from the week leading up to the bash, mostly. So it was like meeting her family. She went to DreamCon and did some stuff. She got advice from Booker T. Uh, and then it's kind of they cut to stuff post-match where she's not sorry for what she did to Davenport and that Ooh. you can never break Roxanne Perez. And I thought it was cool and it Ooh. felt realistic, like showing her family and all that, right? And adds a little depth to And this is the stuff I want Sheeta, right? We were just talking about. This is like a two or three minute segment that just adds Which they context totally and do. some details. Right. It's not Give hard. Give her some decent matches too, please. Did not enjoy the schism segment. Oh, um, uh, what? That's not true. I actually thought the creeds were kind of funny. So it Wait, was basically what? What? schism brings all of their little, or not all of them, like five or six of their followers in the ring to unmask them. Right. And they unmask. One and it's it's not a creed. They unmask another one. It's not a creed. They tell one guy because it's clearly um, Quincy, whatever. So it's like this humongous black guy. So they're like, you don't even need to. You can just go. <laughs> like you're clearly not a creed. And then so there's two guys left, and they match about the size of the creeds. And even one of them's wearing like the kind of sports socks that Brutus wears a lot. So, anyways, of course. They ripped the mask off, or did they just start beating them up, I think? I think they just started attacking them, and it, it turns wasn't. out it's not them. Yeah. And then the creeds kind of pop up on um on the Tron, clearly in front of a green screen, like with a beach view behind okay. them, and they're in chairs all oiled up and like drinking like uh, vacation drinks sort of thing, and saying like they've been to all of these places, but then they can't get their story straight on something, but they're like, but regardless... Wherever we've been, we definitely haven't been at the performance center, right? We definitely weren't at the bash or whatever. So um, it's kind of cheesy, but they're doing because they're kind of awkward. And I actually thought they were kind of funny here. So I didn't hate the whole thing. But um, yeah, it, I didn't love. I'm, I'm just, you know, schism is not great right now. But anyways, rest hold. Another one. Cora Jade leaves NXT and does some terrible acting on the way out. She lost to Dana Brooks, so she's done. I agree. That is reason to believe <laughs> for sure. That's true. You got to be rethinking life after you lost to Dana Brooks. But she's just doing really bad acting. And then she picks up her fan mail from like her locker or whatever and then throws it because who cares about the fans? And she's such a rebel, right? So really weak stuff here. Uh, and then she's not like most girls. So I didn't put high spot or rest hold. So I'm wondering what I thought. I don't remember. But Gallus versus the family and the mystery partner. The mystery partner was Santos Escobar because of De- all the history callback, with the family. The crowd reaction was really good. And they explained that union as mutual respect after a long history. Um, sure. So, I don't know. I didn't love it because it just didn't feel fresh other than Escobar, right? Which was fine. But a decent match. Just felt like we just watched this, basically, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, it wouldn't be much different, right? And then they went back to, and I liked it. They did a segment kind of after the logo again. Like you thought that that was done with the, the like Escobar that. match and the, the little bug for NXT came up. And then it was Dragunov super close into his red eyes, really quick, intense. And that he's coming after Trick, like something like, you think you're not done with me. I'm not done with you, blah, blah, blah. 
Um, because Trick cost him the NXT Championship, so that was how that it ended. That is true. He did do that. Yeah. Uh, quickly looking at Impact, I did watch it. I'm gonna say it right. Rest hold is Trinity. I've been noticing something. Yeah, and I'm you're finally you're talking to me about ready that. to say it. I don't think she's good in the ring. I think she wears bright gear, has really bright hair, brings a lot of energy. Those are all things and that dancing. She does. Yes. But almost her entire in-ring rep- repertoire is basic stuff with extra flash on the delivery that does nothing to mm-hmm. add any effectiveness. Mm-hmm. Like she's gonna slide past you and then do a really weak like donkey kick. Um, a leg drop with extra splash because it's basically the splits or whatever, but it makes no difference. Um, using your butt repeatedly on offense when none of it really looks painful, right? So just Re-re, baby. sports entertainment for sure. And I don't like, and it's weird because she's clearly super athletic, right? Re- I just think that WWE was like, you don't need to learn a lot, just learn some stuff. And no, I don't think she, w- I don't think she was ever like amazing, but I didn't think I'm as bad of her in WWE because I think. It's a lot. It's a lower bar, and she's right? a draw, and people like her. But her identity is sports entertainment to me, and I'm not loving her in ring work. Mm. So anyway, she got a really long opening segment, interrupted by Perazzo, then the Coven, and that led to an immediate match. The match itself was fine. Um, Trinity accidentally kicked Perazzo, and King then hit the King's Curse and pinned Perazzo What's for that? the win. So it was miscommunication. I forget. I just wrote it down because <laughs> they said it. What was it? I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I think Kylan King's good. I say it all the time. Um, and Coven are a very, <laughs> my description, a very visible entity. Like they're involved in a lot of stuff, it seems. Rest hold the Rascals talking. Um, they talk about this tag team tournament and how they'll win. Scott Demore comes in and finds them for whatever they did last week and threatens to suspend them if they interfere anymore. And they're just too old to be doing this for me. They're behaving like obnoxious teenagers or like tweens. I love that. They've regressed to the same gimmick from years ago, and they're just like significantly older, so it's not working for me. It just aggravates me, and not well, in the even way... back then it wouldn't be the best thing. It aggravates me in a way it's not supposed to. I'd say, but they're good in the ring, so whatever. Uh, I did not like an interaction between Alyssa and Jody Threat backstage. Alyssa is basically a bully. Jody doesn't like it. They're gonna have a match next week. Neither of them sounded good. It's not a match I want to see. I want to love Jody Threat, but I haven't loved her impact. Even though she's an indie yeah, she's darling up the... here. I, I haven't loved what she's she, been doing. She's decent, but like... Yeah. Uh, rest hold. I like how just some of my rest holds are just people this week. I was not impressed. The first hour impact annoyed me. Heath. Uh, so he oh, okay. took... That, that's a concern. He took on Alan Angels. And, and, and because Angels referred to himself as a rock star, and Heath took exception to this, apparently, I that's guess. That's your setup, That's really. it, buddy. That's like... um. I swear the one feeding to as a moment was like... Jericho accidentally spilled coffee on Kane or something. Cool. It's not about coffee. Yes, that was a big feud. Um, Angels targets Heath's leg the whole time, but Heath perseveres and wins with the wake-up call. So I, I'm just out on Heath in general. I think he's boring and bland and still does the same signature stuff he's always done. He was good with the rhino shtick in like 2016. That was yes. probably, that was probably I, the peak of his career. Stuff. It was, 100%. Yeah. He still lives off that line sometimes. He's yeah. got kids. Um. But I thought this was weird because Angels has recently gone out on his own and sort of is trying to gain traction as a singles wrestler and kind of a new character. And here comes Heath with nothing behind him and picks up a win pretty quickly. So I I just don't see value in Heath. And I thought they were trying something with Angels, so I didn't like this. Um, You, I think, saw this. I thought this was ridiculous when they explained the big explanation of how EY is back and not murdered. Oh, yeah, that was so dumb. So basically... 
he didn't die was the explanation <laughs> that wrestling is a crazy world and fans he, assumed he was murdered he barely survived but we're gonna see uh what happened later tonight so oh it's not even the ex- explanation yet it's them just teasing it so i won't even get into it okay um but yes to remind you we actually watched him basically get murdered by deaner um so Jake something squashed the jobber. I thought it was a good idea, right? They're building him as a powerhouse. Quick win. He hit the void for the win, and the crowd seems behind him. Rest hold Bully Ray for me, because Leo Rush is... I, I like Leo Rush. He's coming in, right, as a lone wolf, but now he's put in a segment with Bully Ray, and he comes away looking worse, I thought, that being Leo mm-hmm. Rush. It's Bully Moose and Myers. They're trying to recruit Leo, but Leo's basically sticking to this. I'm not an impact to make any friends. But Bully goes on this rant and gets the final word, and a lot of them... And I didn't like it left Leo in contemplation. Like if he had fired back at Bully Ray and held strong, then fine. But it came across right. like this is a big star in the company telling you you need to fall in line. And Leo just kind of sat there thinking about it, which I didn't like. I wanted to yeah. be like, screw you, right? Like I'm not here to take any side. Right. But anyways, mm-hmm. uh, I thought the triple threat for the digital championship, digital media digital championship media. was okay. good. Uh, as Kenny King, he successfully retained. He hit the royal flush to Yuya Uemura. Uh, Sheldon Jean had pulled Joe Henry out of the ring after I, I have not been pronouncing his name right. Henry hit a cutter. Started out slow, final few minutes were good. Story seems to be that Henry let his friend Yui Mora in the match and it kind of cost him, backfired on him. So he's like, Oh, I'm so nice, I'm gonna let my friend in the match. Interesting. I, I liked I think it's the reformation, right? Because they were tag team before briefly, Gresham and Bailey. Yeah, well, they I think they teamed a lot of random matches. And yeah. I think one of them might have been the lead up to one of their matches because they remember they also had a bunch of matches. They did, and they were all awesome. So they are teamed up for this little tournament they're doing, and I liked it because it's like they're the odd couple, right? So Gresham is still on this. I'm mad about Impact's lack of rule enforcement and rules, 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 and if it weren't for people cheating, I'd win all the time kind of thing. Interesting. And Bailey's the positive one, right, saying that he's trying to talk Gresham into forming this team and that they should be talented enough to beat other teams even if there is cheating. So this whole like pessimist-optimist combination I really like, and they're both awesome That's in the ring. That's not a bad odd couple thing. I like it. With. And so yeah. I'm hoping they stay together because the results of this match didn't go well. But it's I, weird when the furnace drops running and you, it just sounds so much louder. Yeah. Just, and, and it happens to me sometimes. Yeah, it does. And I've got I've got the mic set up so it's not picking up that furnace. <laughs> I don't think it's not picking up the rumble. So I'm just I'm commenting on weird things then. Uh, Kushida made me laugh by saying one word. So basically, we're getting Alexander, the Machine Guns, and Kushida right at emergence. So this was Time Machine without Alexander. And Saban's talking about how after uh, emergence, he's going to focus on becoming a 10-time X-Division champion. 10 times, 10 times. And Kushida is standing beside him, and he still has the big X on a chain around his neck. And he just looks at Saban and goes, maybe. And I thought that was <laughs> awesome. Like, the way he did it was great. I loved it. Uh, surprisingly nice. didn't enjoy a death doll segment. I know that's shocking to all my regular listeners Blasphemy. here. Blasphemy. Uh, so they want to go to, so they're, <laughs> this is so <laughs> stupid. They're by themselves, right? And they're going to go ask Scott Demore for a match because they're not on emergence and they need to, but they need to strategize first. Oh, so we're going then. So even though they're all alone, they do like the little side huddle to, to talk about their strategy, even though there's no one else there. But anyways, oh, okay. No, I know what you're talking about now. Crazy okay. Steve does show up, but they're too busy to talk to him. So I just, this is that impact has this ability to hit a tone in stuff that I just can't stand it. It's like nails on a chalkboard. Rest and this is that tone. So I don't like it. 
Uh, I did like the main event. It was Rascals uh, taking on Bailey and Gresham in the first round of that tournament. Um, and early on, Gresham was just tying Wentz in knots, and it looked awesome. And I like this match because any time that the Rascals got control, it's because of a cheap shot or some sort of cheating, which is exactly what Gresham has a problem with, right? So, like, a Trey Miguel cheap shot when he's not the legal man gets the Rascals in control. Um, and then you basically have a distraction by Wentz on the apron that gets Trey to suplex Bailey, and the heels are in control again. Um, so you get, where's the finish here? What did I put? Gresham's dominating Trey. Wentz gets involved again, throws a can of spray paint to Trey. Bailey hits his moonsault uh, to the floor on Wentz. And then Trey sprays Gresham in the face and rolls him up for the win. Outcast. Easily the best thing on this show. Really weak first hour, though. Really good action in this match, as you would expect. With the match kind of validating Gresham's complaints, right? So they can go with that story if they want, because it was all rascals cheating and shortcuts to take this match. And I just hope Besh Gresham and Bailey stay together because I, I really enjoy them. And if they don't have anything for them as singles guys, Might right? As well, Tag right? team. Yeah. Uh, and then the only other thing was the big. They ended this show with the big explanation of how EY didn't That's die. That's how they ended the show? Yep. And oh. basically it was Eric Young just didn't die that way. That's it. it or just, that day, It just sorry. didn't happen. He just didn't die. So this was super cinematic, right? Because they're obviously going back to it. And basically... Did Diener must have dragged him somewhere and left him for dead because he was outside, right? And he stabbed him in like the prison cell with yeah, a shiv. I guess so. It's bloody I don't know. Eric I Young. I was watching it. I'm. I was trying to pay attention, but I still don't really know. He just kind of gets up. He's all bloody. Gets on his motorbike and drives away after being murdered. Yeah, I was so confused. Like he just he just got up on a motorbike and just went away. I was just like, okay. Yeah, so, and it basically what, and he, and then he spouts a bunch of like death mumbo jumbo, like a man can be killed, but an idea can live forever, and that he's an idea. And like, this is the best they could no, do, no, I guess. They took the laziest possible solution, right? Which was, I just didn't die. <laughs> and like, I love that. And like, dressed it up really like high budget production, looked really slick, but was absolutely meaningless. Like, how he didn't die was he didn't die. It just, it just didn't happen. Just didn't die. Nope. <laughs> so it was. I don't know amazing. what you're laughing about. You just didn't die. And actually, I'm going over to my best and worst because I have also a list of like just things I've liked and didn't like. Well, can you, do you make a note of the Swerve Fox thing? I did. Okay, so then I'll. Do you want to see my list? Sure. I'll read yeah, it yeah, to you because yeah, yeah. you know we got a nice short Go podcast going here. So MJF Danielson feud. Good. Even just for TV matches, it got for several weeks. Right, it got us to Keshta. Cage, Thatcher, Rush. Oh, yeah, Thatcher. Right? Roosh. Samo yeah, you act... Wow. Wow. Uh, Samoa Joe Darby Allen right. feud got us three matches, two of which were fantastic. No holds barred match that main events in February Dynamite was a violent because I always forget to note feuds. I'll remember once you mention it. But... Uh, Danielson promo after Revolution shown on Dynamite about MJF oh, being right awesome. and Danielson going yeah. home. Pillars together on Dynamite two weeks after Revolution. Did you do the, re the rebar mitzvah, right? That uh, is that I don't I don't have it on. That was there. the first one. You should maybe write rebar mitzvah. Um, MJF Cole storyline. That's awesome. Obviously, uh, that might win. Blackpool Elite storyline. Obviously, that one's awesome. Mitzvah. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Swerve Air Fox going to Nick Wayne's training. Eric Young just won't die. 
<laughs> is the most recent because I just it's a list of like stuff I liked and didn't like. So that one will that's enough to remind me. I love it that it's phrased as Eric Young just won't die. Yeah, he won't that's die. That's perfect. Can't kill him. Uh, so that was that for me. You said I, I, like SmackDown just happened a couple hours ago. Yeah, so there really anything. wasn't anything. And I did look. There just there wasn't really anything interesting. Like Bloodline stuff is good, but there's nothing like notable really. I All thought. Right. So the final thing we'll go into, because you said there's no updates for figures, is we're going to oh, do... Yeah, I, I, was, I thought you were going to go with figures for a second. I was like, what are you doing? Our but preview and predictions for tonight's, tomorrow's. I don't know. We figured out if it's Saturday or Sunday yet. It's Saturday. So I so guess today. Like, t- tonight. Oh, well, it is Saturday. Midnight. Okay. So, all right. so today's we'll SummerSlam. Pre- make our predictions for tonight's WWE PLE SummerSlam. <laughs> All right, I put some thought into this one. I actually did. I, did. I, was gonna, I actually looked at the card and I was going to don't, but then I did. And I'm going to take one that might be a little out there. But you picking we'll Jay? No. No, not that out there. <laughs> so what do we got? Oh, you spoiled your pick. Um, starting off, I'm going to go with Ricochet and versus the Logan Paul. Logan Paul. Uh, I took Logan Paul because there's no way they would put no. Ricochet over anybody. I love the guy. But and, it, and especially not Logan Paul. Especially Logan Paul. He's lucky. Like Ricochet's they, lucky to even get the spot on the card. It's like they selected a guy that Logan Paul's definitely going to beat that they can do cool athletic stuff and they, have a couple. Because he keeps losing, actually. He lost to Roman and he right. lost to Seth. So a couple spots that they can highlight and use in promotional stuff will come out yeah. of this uh and logan yep. paul will win unless they botch it again right but i mean it still worked it wasn't what they wanted and it looked super dangerous but yeah. it worked <laughs> mission it failed successfully it was one of those kind of deals sure yeah yeah um next we got gunther versus mcintyre for the intercontinental title uh i went with gunther because i think mcintyre winning the title would be cool and i think he's a good pick to beat gunther but i don't think the timing's right they can easily stretch this out a couple of months because they love to stretch feuds way too long. They do. So they can easily do that. They can have a few matches or we just take a pause and revisit it like at the Rumble or something. This that's, feels like a combination. They're fine. fine doing more than one yeah. to me. I feel like it's a combination I would be probably okay with. I think this is the match um, I most want to see. Yeah. I I would agree. Yeah, Either that or Roman J because they did have good stuff. Back and I... I'm also taking Gunther. I just, same yeah. thing. It doesn't feel it's, like... This, the important thing is him breaking the run, right? And, like, to have him come so close would to lose it would be stupid. And Drew just getting back, the, he needs to establish a little bit, at least. He can't be yeah. beating Gunther yet, I don't think. So uh, I agree. Baszler, Rousey uh, in the non-fight pit. Has to be Baszler, right? Because Has to be Baszler. Because, by all accounts, Rousey is out I and think, out soon. Yeah, Rousey's on her way out, and, and Baszler needs the, to get her due, all yeah, right? It's and about I think that's the time. whole point of this. So It's about goddamn time. I don't want to see this, really, because I don't... I don't know. There's, I want to see Baszler wreck some fools. Love Baszler, but have no desire to see Rousey do anything. But I'm a Baszler ride or die. Yeah, right? maybe this will be okay. I'm never going to stop but it's, until it happens. It's Baszler, I'm taking. It is. Um, next we get the Slim Jim Battle Royal. Not as, Oh, I didn't put any thought as, into this one. Not as good as my ideas. I did a lot I put a lot more thought into I don't I wouldn't bother looking at the field because I literally I've only heard that Ellie Knight and Seamus are in it. I'm just gonna take Ellie Knight because he's oh, one of the only two four hours ago, basically he, when we started. He's one of the only <laughs> he's <laughs> one of the only two I know in there and it seems like they would just throw him a bone because they don't want to give him a title. Well let right me tell you. I can tell you some more names let that me are in talk there. to you. So we don't have the total 25, but here are a few okay. from Cage Side Seats. Mm-hmm. Sheamus, yep. 
This is going to, the next one's going to change your pick. So start. Okay. Okay. I take it back. I take it back. So to highlight it and poise your finger over the letter K because Carrion Cross is in it. Okay. Carrion Cross. Oh, I brought that in your box. Grayson Waller, Shinsuke Nakamura, LA Knight, Santos Escobar, Matt Riddle, AJ Styles, The Miz. I'll say this for a meaningless battle royal. If that's the real lineup, that's surprisingly decent because usually they would just shove this full of the mid card. That's surprisingly okay. And this okay. isn't for anything? Not that I know of. There's no anything. Maybe free Slim Jims. And you're taking Knight? Yeah. I mean... Like, it just seems like some meaningless thing they give him just to give him I some just, I want to do something different, though. I'll take Escobar, then. Just because. Okay. Why not? He's already facing theory for the U.S. title, so I doubt it. Hey. there's an, you, you can't apply logic to this. Okay. Uh, speaking of applying logic, uh, Oscar, Belair, Charlotte. Um, do your thing. I might actually. What? Do Charlotte? I might. I'm trying I'm to think. Gonna, I can see any three of them winning here a decent amount, but I'm gonna have hope that they put some effort into Asuka's run and not short circuit it. So I'm gonna take Asuka. I think they think the money is in Belair chasing a heel. I, well, Asuka's a heel. I know. I'm going Asuka. It's not the smartest pick, but I'll take I know Charlotte. That, but... I don't know. It's yeah. I, that's my rule, right? I know. Pick Charlotte, pick Roman, and you're pretty much playing the odds for sure. All right, I'm taking her. Uh, next, we got Cody Rhodes, Brock Lesnar in a disappointingly no stipulation match. They couldn't even give us a weapons wild match. I think this has to be Cody Rhodes. I think it has to be Cody. Or we, else it kind of derails war- his story. You can <laughs> finish the story? Nah, it's getting derailed. Yeah. I think you, yeah, he's got to win, and he can you can warm him up for the for uh, Roman round two. And Brock doesn't need wins, right? He's a Brock, threat yeah. anytime, Brock's anywhere. Fine. Yeah, Brock will be fine. Um, Rollins Balor two, or actually Rollins Balor seventeen. I don't know. Uh, for the world heavyweight title, um, I took Rollins because some Judgment Day nonsense can cost Balor. We can move into that storyline. Maybe Priest Caston, maybe he doesn't. But Rollins probably wins. I'd love to get Balor a run, but I feel like we have other things at play right now. And Balor can get a title run later. Because I think Balor deserves a run. This is my one. I'm but, taking Balor. Really? Okay. I just think there's a lot of attention on Judgment Day right now. It creates the dynamic of him having it and Priest having the case. And I think it's SummerSlam and they need something to change hands. And I don't think anything else is. That's true. And like they need to have... Oh, there's, a, there's a chance about the other belt. I guess, but I don't belt. think so. Mm. So I think this is the one where they make a change. I don't know. I I'm like, not super confident. I feel like Rollins still has some in the tank. So do I. I'm not Ooh. confident. I am just think like otherwise it's going to be like a status quo pay-per-view. And I don't think they want that. So. Yeah, maybe. I'll take Balor. And judgment, I'm not super and confident. Judgment Day's loaded. Maybe. It's a bit of a limb on this one. Yeah. But yeah, we'll see. It is. It is. And then it's Roman then Reigns. I could have taken a chance on the... I could take a chance on them. Uh, you could, because I took a chance on a couple. Yeah. Well, what was? Well, I took a chance to Oscar though. That's a risky. It's one. not happening until Mania. Let's be real. Mm, He's not lose Roman. Yeah. So I want to pick Jay. I think it'd be a really cool f- full circle moment. I think he has a decent chance of winning at least. I don't. Um, I don't think it's at all locked though. I think whether it's Vince or Triple H, I don't think that's not. I don't think that matters. I could see them being hesitant about putting their main title on Jay. Respect where it's due. For tag teams, but he's a tag team guy, and he hasn't proven himself on his own other than that twenty twenty three with Roman, which was great. Don't get me yeah. wrong, but a lot of that just works because they're family and because Ro- Roman's great. I think Jay hasn't really proven himself on his own other than that. Really, he won the Andre Battle Royal, but who who gives a crap? Right, nobody. Um, 
I think they may think it's risky and understandably so. So I'd be okay with being wrong here, but I'm safely picking Roman to retain because I thought Cody was a lock for sure, but um, he didn't win. And Jay is less of a lock than Cody, I thought. So I'm gonna take Roman as well. I'd love to be surprised, but I don't. Yeah. I don't think. I'm not, they think Jay is. Yeah, I'd like for him to the guy to do it. I'm not confident enough in him. And I don't think it ends till WrestleMania with Cody. So yep. Which they should have done already, but they didn't. So I think it's Roman. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for episode 159. We just went over two hours and 40 minutes. Uh, It's approaching, well, it's 1230 a.m. on August 5th. So this will be published in about 12 hours. So we hope you're all doing well. We thank you for spending any time with us as we yammer on about wrestling for almost three hours. We look forward to you returning. We do promise we'll get our NXT train rolling at some point. It Don't know is when. There. But again, it's all free content, so enjoy it when and if it arrives. <laughs> uh, we hope to see you back here for episode 160 leisure. next week. And until then, everybody, take care. <laughs>